What's up, motherfuckers? Welcome to episode 18 of the Low Life Chopper Motherfucking Podcast. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fucking stoked to have you guys joining in. Happy motherfucking Thanksgiving to everybody out there. We needed to get the uh, the gobble gobble fucking soundboard going. Hashtag it's Friday, not Thanksgiving, but... That's true. Happy Black Friday, motherfuckers. Yeah. They're all already asleep now. Because they were probably out all fucking night. That's didn't true. It? This is like a, a rare Friday where people have the day off, probably. Yeah, and it's also probably the worst, too. Because No, they would always have Friday off. Thanksgiving always falls on Thursday. Yeah, but I mean, like, usually people are hearing the episode and we're getting them through their work day. Oh, yeah, you now motherfuckers we're are like, getting you through your shopping spree. I don't have Friday off. Sucks to be you. I can't imagine too many chopper guys that want to come on a podcast or leave in their garage to go shopping. They probably, I feel like Cyber Monday is bigger for our audience for sure. than Black Friday because it's not like you're going to your local chopper store. Hey, they can check out. Line. They can check out Chop Cult. They have all the Black Friday deals on there. Do they? Oh, yeah. get the man. fuck out of here! I found it. Yeah, they got it. Fucking, they got that shit, shit together. Lisa, if you're listening, send us a link to that Black Friday deal, and we will get that on our it's fucking probably. Instagram. It's already Friday. Yeah. She's a button. All right. Oh, that's true, yeah. yeah she can send it to me. <laughs> she can still send it, motherfuckers. <laughs> on Friday morning when everyone else is already... <laughs> By the time you're listening to this, we will have found that post and it'll be on our Instagram. Yeah, but she'll have Cyber Monday shit, I'm sure. So Very fuck true. you guys. There you go. Absolutely. Motherfucking Chop Colt. So yeah, actually, that, that I mean, that's a great way to kick it off. Chop Colt, unofficial sponsor. But unofficial sponsor of the Chopper community in general. Fucking love them. Shout out to Lisa. Been very good to us in the past. And while we're on the subject of sponsors, God, I can't talk tonight. Uh, we got Need some more JMO. lineup here. We got Famous for Nothing. Yes. Threw up a killer picture yesterday of. <laughs> was that yesterday? Uh, or actually, it might have been today, which is Tuesday. So, God. So, you guys got to actually use the fucking days. <laughs> I know. We got to remember this. Monday. Right? <laughs> So, so yesterday. he threw up a picture of like all the sponsors and the the background picture. This was this fucking killed me. Was the ignition module on the fucking excess motor <laughs> because he knows my ignition is fucked and my bike doesn't run. And I was like, crushed it. We were going back and forth. His issue ended up being plugs. Lucky him. Mine is a blown ignition. So my life sucks. And but hey, good news. Put on that motherfucking Christmas list. Yeah, fucking Pamco running a deal. 69 bucks instead of like... Oh, Buy two. Get two of them for that fucking... Uh, if you put it in the fucking <laughs> tool, that tool pad. <laughs> I think like that's a bad idea because does your tool roll not get wet? No, my tool roll gets soaked. Like I have to rinse my tools off every like couple months. It really should be every couple weeks but those motherfuckers... I have to rinse my tool roll off with new tools. Yeah, just <laughs> got yeah. rusty as shit. I should probably just put it in a plastic bag. I guess it's not rocket science, but I never do it. No, I, I fuck it. Always just sitting there. Shrewen tools, then use them as parts on your new bike. Yeah, fucking back I to Harbor that. Freight. Get another, you know, disposable. Harbor Freight. <laughs> so yeah, shout out famous for nothing. Um, also send us more shit for that fucking giveaway. So thank you for that. Which should be going live this week, shouldn't it? Yeah, yes. going live. We are 100% that giveaway will be this fucking week. Yes. Friday. Well, Friday, motherfuckers. Friday, yes. When you guys hear this episode on the page will be the details for the giveaway. So make sure you, as Loctite says, pay attention. Pay the motherfucking attention. Guys, this is going to go to the person who's paying attention <laughs> to the page. If you're not paying attention, you're going to miss it. You're going to fucking miss it. 
I know, because we've been talking about this for three weeks now. Well, it's been, you know, we have a lot of people. We've been waiting to get shit in, so. For sure. We'll figure it out. That's right. Figure it out. So, Chicken Rick. Chopshit.com. Love him. Both of us got that fucking great package. Hell yeah. I saw I gotta hit him that up about that. Uh, <laughs> that was a little gay. <laughs> we got that dope package, bro. Dude, that fucking picture God. posted of the burnout with the thirsty whale as the location after last week's episode. I was fucking dying at that. Shout out to Chicken Rick. I gotta hit you up for the custom uh I need another neighborhood nightmare shirt, but with eight six zero on the points cover, because uh, we got different zip codes, bud. And I gotta, I gotta rep that that original Connecticut hometown. No, you you have one zip code now, motherfucker. The six zero three. That's it. Yeah, we fucking. I got schooled because somebody was selling firewood on a stand, and they had no zip code listed on the thing. And I'm from Connecticut, so I send it to these two fuckers, and I'm like, look at this dipshit. Up here in New Hampshire, didn't even put his fucking zip code on the goddamn sign. Nobody's even going to know how to get a hold of this guy. And they're like, What the uh, fuck are you talking about? There's only one zip code in New Hampshire. And I'm like, No way. The whole fucking state? (laughs) Yep. And same thing with Vermont. They're just upside down. They're 802. That's it. That's ridiculous. Keep it simple. One fucking, you don't need 12. I had no idea that some states had only one zip code. And it's like three times the size of Connecticut. So. Anyways, big shout out to Chicken Rick. <laughs> also got B3, as always. Long time supporter. Love them. Their episode, we just figured this out. Their uh, feature was the most hot. It's the highest view count. Out of every episode. Including the first one. Including the first one. Which has been up for fucking ever They now. outdid Riders on the Norm. Yeah, that episode got beat out. By now. like 20 listeners. <laughs> fucking... Crushing it. B3 has a huge it. following. Yep, that's hard that's that's hard to top. Uh Fat Man Custom Motors. Shit. Which I found out is fucking with B three. They fucking oh, yeah? help yeah, they help uh I guess I seen some story about it. I think Whiskey nice. I put it up saying that he showed up like in the middle of the night to give one of them a toe when they broke down or some shit. So Oh damn. Hey. He's fucking looking out for B three. Out there doing good in the world. Yeah, check him out. He does uh Custom motors, his fabrication. Fabrication works on Harleys and Harleys and those Jap craps. Uh, uh. <laughs> I've never met a guy that works on Harley and Jap ever. He must have a lot of different wrenches. He's killing it though. I think he said he's a one man show. So I think when you're a one man show, you kind of you can do what you want. You got to do everything. Yeah, but it's like you got to have. It's rare because there's so many specialty tools for each one. For sure, you have you to have know? two tool sets, and you got to invest in all the specialty tools for each. So. Fat Man Custom Motors, guys. Check them out. And that's out in uh, Melrose, Mass. Melrose. Which could be anywhere. I have no idea where that is. Hellrose. Does that, <laughs> Does that have its own fucking zip code? Hell no. It must. No, Boston has fucking a million zip codes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fuck Boston. Got its own zip code. <laughs> so, and then last but not least, Crazy Customs. Crazy Customs. Still looking at this sign. Shit's still glistening. God. Thank you, guys. Killed it. Fucking studio wouldn't be complete without it. We're going to get Maddie back on here to tell the story of what the fuck's going on. I know. He's just, just like, hey, uh, so you know I'm doing this. episode of Eric and Maddie. That would be a good one. Like Jerry's You just got called out, motherfuckers. So. I want chairs being thrown. 
I fucked your baby daddy. <laughs> All kinds of crazy shit. <laughs> the lie detector test yeah. determined that was some bullshit. That's Maury. Get the fuck out of here. Springer has titties. God. <laughs> Watched a lot of Springer, huh? And then uh, we'll run through this one really quick. Uh, the list of supporters that is ever-growing. Uh, you guys helped to keep this fucking shit going on, so thank you to all of you, starting with Stephen Loisel, Randall Morin, Stephen Millward, Patrick Spada, which is fucking Chicken Rick. God. I know, I'm putting him on blast his right now. His name's Patrick? Yeah. Then why is his name? Rick. Roundhouse. Oh, shit. <laughs> that one just came around, yeah. <laughs> Bam. And then we got uh, Brain Victim, <laughs> No Calvo. Uh, Brian Hathaway, Dr. Manimal, that's fucking... Uh, Zock and Fruits. Zock and Fruits. Make sure you pay attention to that next fucking uh, issue that drops. Guys, I don't know when it's dropping. Pay attention. A motherfucking pay attention. <laughs> you better fucking be paying attention, motherfuckers. Are you paying attention yet? Zark and Fruits magazine is out there. Love you can get yourself a copy. And if you don't get yourself a copy, but you win this giveaway, you're going to get yourself a copy. We need to bring that motherfucker on board. I know. I like what he's doing. We'll talk to him. Uh, Dan Bliss, Tyler Pitre, Amy it's, Lynn Arrington. It's not Pitre. Oh, is it's, it not? It's Petri, like Land Before Time. Did you oh, know? Dude, like, did he say it like that? <laughs> he did a lot of feeds Wow, that's fucking <laughs> that awesome. Was great. And then that brought me into like the story of like how I was a dumbass little kid. I think I totally tuned out after that. Yeah, so <laughs> he was like, like it's oh. like Petri from Land Before Time. And I remember being like a dumbass kid. And thinking, you remember they used to eat star leaves? That was like their special food. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I need to go outside and eat some motherfucking maple leaves. Yeah. Oh, man. We all did. Gross as fuck. Yeah. I wasn't digging it. Not having it. <laughs> he never ate a salad again. You got any uh, shout outs? Uh, well, the last person on that list. Uh, oh, shit. Long time. Albert Honecker. <laughs> fucking Albert. God. You crazy motherfucker. Crazy motherfucker. The CP's coming to you, bro. I seen the videos with the tinfoil hat. He is it's looking. Getting, it gets wild. Out he's there. looking forward to coming down <laughs> and drinking some of that fucking whiskey with you. He'll bring the JMO. There you go. Is JMO whiskey? Yeah, it's Get Irish the whiskey. You fired. God. How do you not know this? Get the fuck out of here. My job as <laughs> Get out of your house right vice now. Vice principal <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> Who's the principal? I don't know. One of you fuckers could be the principal. Fuck that. Um. <laughs> All I right. got one shout out to Zach Vance Finley. Uh, he had me up today. We just chopped it up a little bit about SNS carburetors, blah, blah, blah. He had a couple questions on that, so I just sent him over a bunch of information. So hopefully that helped, motherfucker. Hopefully you were paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. He's from uh, Plymouth, Mass. It was good to fucking chop it up. Guys, since this is a, uh, a Friday episode where most of you probably aren't at work, Anytime you, somebody says pay attention, you take a sip of that drink. Yes. you motherfuckers need to be paying attention. This giveaway also, is coming. Also, shout out to motherfucking... <laughs> I feel like I gotta say iPod. Like, what else do you say? LFOD603. He fucking hit me up. He said, motherfucker, I need to get on the show. He's a local cat. I think, yeah. I think Manchester or some I shit. I seen the 603 so that he could be anywhere. He's in, in the military. This one zip He's in the military. Cat. That's why he hasn't been able to get here yet. He's always doing training and bullshit. Gotcha. What uh, branch did he say? I do not motherfucking know. Well, I'm going to look it up. Either way. He's always going to shooting schools and shit, so I'm assuming he's probably oh, a fucking damn. killer. Dude, motherfucking Marine. We got to go to the range, if eating, he's, especially if he's in Manchester. Eating fucking crayons and human brains. There you that go. fucking Marine life. <laughs> also, shout out to fucking... Johnny Real Low USA. Yeah. Motherfuckers are going to be coming on the podcast trying to work that out right now. 
Yeah, shout out to all those guys, Johnny, Soup, and Ryan. Those guys get fucking buck wild. Yeah, they got some. We need to go party with those good motherfuckers. Shit going on, for sure. We got to have them all in. So real low. I'm sure you guys are listening. Find a time when all three of you guys can be here. And if there's more of you guys, let us know. I, well, I've he, only met the three of you. I, I think he's planning on bringing the whole fucking chapter because he said he was going to put it on the group text. So. Okay. I, I, like I said, I think it is just those three guys. But And also, one whoever. more. Who else? Fucking shout out to Quality Handmade. Yes, dude. Those bottle openers dude, come in? They didn't come in yet. He just shipped them. Dude, bottle openers. Fucking badass. He made me a set of straps for my bedroll. That dude puts out some serious shit. We'll get some pictures up once those come in. If you guys don't follow him on Instagram, go fucking check him out. It's Wait, do you have a Mexican blanket that that's going on? Yeah. Since when? I've had one. I thought you just had the 5 by 7 tarp and you just lay on the motor. No. <laughs> You're never going to let that shit go. Dude. Turns out that 5 by 7 tarp works great for putting fucking... Well, I haven't done it yet because my life sucks. But that thing folds up perfectly in the back of the Subaru wagon to put fucking dead deer in. Oh, shit. So, it worked out. Did you get a deer? Not yet. So, oh yeah. So I told you guys. I think it was last week. Well, no, not last week. The weekend before, I was out hunting. Had three deer come out. Could have shot all three of them. Plus my my two sons' first year hunting, so I let them go in hopes that they could fucking get them. Turns out that didn't happen. (laughs) So wait, you didn't see him when you went back? Yeah, my kids are not about that life of just sitting in the woods for fucking six hours and being quiet. Is it every time it takes that long? No. I mean, sometimes it can be like you're sitting and... Because you get there before dark. Usually an hour... I mean, before light. Usually an hour before light, at least. Yeah. So, so usually right as like the sun starts coming up, it changes. Usually like 5.30, I'm in the woods already sitting down. Damn. Okay. And uh, like, uh, sometimes... That's usually when you see them, right at first light, because they're moving back and forth from feeding to bedding, whatever. Yep. But my kids are great turkey hunters. They both got turkeys this year, but... Deer hunting is like a whole new level of patience and like being super quiet and then it's not about it. Now, why is turkey different? Um, They're fucking everywhere. You can chase them, well, motherfuckers. That's, what, like, everybody, that's what everybody thinks be- is turkey hunting is like because everybody sees them when you're driving in your car. I see them here at my house. I see Get in fucking camo yeah. and put a weapon in your hand and those motherfuckers go extinct. <laughs> like, it's not easy. Those motherfuckers can see for like a mile. It's crazy hunting turkey, but it's more like in your face. Like, you know, like you really only have to be quiet for. Five minutes when you see that bird and it stops coming in. So deer hunting, like deer, deer just kind of like a little more observant. They're off scent too. Yeah, deer hunting will deer smell fucking everything, and they hear everything. And so you can't munch Doritos yeah. while you're like sitting out there. And my kids every time they bring chips, and then my oldest son wants to play Fortnite and fucking PUBG, <laughs> and I'm like, dude. And then he's doing the floss dance yeah. out there, and all the fucking deer are yeah. watching. <laughs> he's doing the floss and the fucking blind. I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so. Maybe a couple more years before we get back to deer hunting, but definitely back to turkey hunting in the spring. What were they shooting it with? Or going with to be shooting the with? The deer? Yeah. Crossbow. The turkey was with a 20 gauge. Can you not do deer with a 20 gauge? I don't know anything about this if you can't tell. You can. Um, problem is, I can't have guns. Oh, so. Okay, Motherfucking gotcha. felon. Pay attention, motherfuckers. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, I'm a felon, so I can't have guns. So, turkey season works out because. I can sit with my cousin, and he can be the one controlling the gun gotcha. with my kid. Gotcha, I see. Deer hunting's a different story, so. Okay. But crossbow works, as long as I can get him to shut the hell up. <laughs> That's it. Fucking murderous podcast now. Yeah, apparently. Talking about killing shit. 
Gutting it, ripping the fucking guts out of the asshole. Throwing it on a fucking five by seven tarp in the car. Like <laughs> fucking five by seven comes in handy, motherfuckers. Trusting that five by seven with the resale value of your car. Oh <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, damn! That sounds fucking horrible. <laughs> nah, but dude, now you got me wanting to try it. I gotta look up that apprenticeship thing. We'll it's go. a blast. It's uh, it's very peaceful. Yeah. I'll tell you, you've never had deep thoughts until you've gone hunting. When you're in the woods and there's not another human, not a car, not any noise whatsoever. It's like so silent you can hear the silence. It's fucking weird. Damn. It's, I love that I'll shit. I'll some chips. It, yeah, don't bring <laughs> chips. <laughs> don't bring chips. In case the thoughts get too deep, you just fucking crack some Doritos. Yeah. yeah see, I, I got lost in my thoughts once and I was like, no, no. <laughs> this is bad. Gonna <laughs> I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I started drinking, drowning out with anything I could think of. Yeah, it's all good. Oh, fuck. I'll shut that voice up eventually. Oh, man. So, we got a uh, block type. I, you might <coughs> remember the name of the person that wrote this in. Who Which was looking? One? This is for, I think it was Full with Wood, wasn't it? Wanted to hear some of the pushing it stories. Full with Wood. That dude's so. a crazy motherfucker. We need to get him on to talk about his fucking stories. Dude, right? Didn't we have him on once? Yeah, but he talks about fucking butt chugging midgets. And oh, yeah, see, you guys might remember this man. And that's now turned into like an inter- inside joke because we're always like, oh, what? We're bringing midgets? <laughs> I feel like that'll be the other shirt that this podcast sells is just the outline of Florida and then inside the box it just it's says a midget like, doing a fucking, midgets and butt chugging. It'll be a midget doing a handstand with a funnel on its butt. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Epic. Florida Perfect. guys listening, which is everybody. Would you buy that? You want that shirt? 100% they would sell. I mean, they would buy that shit. <laughs> I like how we paused for a second for an answer. We're all like... <laughs> They're screaming it at the other end of the screen. Yes! <laughs> yes! Yes, we totally won! Just hit the clap button on Anchor 50,000 times. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> God. Somebody so, went ham on that fucking yeah. button, dude. Right, it was We're at 5.4 thousand claps. <laughs> like, what in the fuck? <sighs> That's ridiculous. We appreciate the applause, guys. We don't quite know how that system works. Yeah, we don't know what it means, but... But thank you for all the claps. Yeah, it's funny, too, because once you do it, everyone can hear it. <laughs> Perfect. So, like we said, Full With Wood wrote in, wanted to hear some of the stories about times you had to push a bike. That's something that uh, we can all relate to, I think. Building bikes poorly before you know how to build them correctly. And I suppose even once you do know how to build them correctly. But... Um, you want me to kick this one off? Yeah, go ahead. Because I got too many of these stories. You tell a lot of stories. Motherfucker, we're about to hit 7,000 plays on the podcast. Damn. Deep in the plays. Crushing it. Well, let's give them something to hear about. Uh, <laughs> fucking, I guess I'll start with the first time I got the bike, the XS, running sweet. Took it for a rip. And fucking the whole time I was babying it because I was like, I don't want to fucking end up pushing this thing. I'm going to go just easily down the road. And I probably did, I would say, 10 miles going around. All This is back when I lived in Mass. It's at my parents' house. And it's like a bunch of hills. So I was like, please don't fuck up. And I was like babying it the whole way. And then literally rounding the stretch on my way back, probably a mile away from the house. And I was like, damn, shit's been going smooth. I got nothing to worry about. That was it. That was the problem right there. You were fucked. You got hope. (laughs) Yep. And I was like, oh, man, let me me see what kind of power it's got behind it. So I come flying up the top of this hill. And I'm like, just waiting a little longer than I was normally before I shifted in the next gear. Yep. 
and I just hear this super loud backfire. Whole bike shuts down, and I'm like, "Oh God, this can't be. This can't be anything that's going to be like easily fixed. It's not going to yeah. be like, oh, the plugs are fouled up or something. I could fix on the side of the road." So I get it to the side of the road, and as I'm like, I push the clutch in after it died, and I like shift it all the way back down into first, turn the key off and on while I'm coasting, thinking like, oh, okay, I'll just bump start it, and we'll yep. get it back going again. I fucking bump start it and as I'm going, and it's like chugging where it's trying to start, but it's just not getting anything, yep. and I'm like, okay, totally fucked. Pull the plug out, you know, kick it with the plug on the motor, or there's no spark, Literally over a mile pushing this thing home. It was the worst. Going from like, holy shit, I finally did it. And this this was the ride where I was like, I built a fucking motorcycle. I'm fucking done. And I was (laughs) like, yeah, I'm going to get on it just a little bit. So it turns out I blew the coil. The coil was shit. Uh, Put it on the fucking voltmeter when I got home. And I was like, yep, this is fucking junk. But by the time I got home, I was like, no, I didn't even test it that day. I was like, fuck this piece of shit. I just fucking, I'm like sweating profusely. It's summertime. I'm pushing this thing for like a fucking eternity. And I have the narrowest little bars. Yeah. So like you're trying to push it and turn it. And it's like super uncomfortable compared to like pushing something. Imagine doing a bench press and you're holding your two hands like with your palms against each other. <laughs> That's basically the width of these bars. You don't have the like, same bars, do you? Is it the one set you have on there now? Or? It is. Yeah, it's that one. This oh, that that really sucks. Yeah. I don't like those. Those are too close together. And they're good when you, when the bike's running. They're fine. When you're pushing at home, not ideal. But um, it's something you always got to think about when uh, you're pushing. Yeah, I should, I should especially know on my track record here, I should think more about what's going to be comfortable when I'm pushing something home. Loctite, what do you got for pushing stories? Pay attention now. Pay attention, motherfucker. I'm sipping with you. Let's see. So, what is the first one? Um, Before I chopped the stepchild, Um, I just just got out of jail, picked this thing up. It was sitting outside for the whole time I was in jail, two years. And. <laughs> I was like, oh, this thing's still good to go. Turns out, <laughs> no, the fuck it wasn't. I got about four miles from my house, maybe five, and I stop at a red light, and this guy behind me starts fucking beeping his horn, flashing his lights. So, me being the asshole I am, I'm like fucking throwing the bird. I'm like, fuck you, cocksucker. So then, apparently, this dude was an asshole, so he goes, he's like, hey, fuckface. I'm like, God. So yeah. <laughs> he goes, he's like, your fucking carburetor's leaking. Dude, I look down, and it's like a straight waterfall of fucking gasoline coming out of my carburetor. Perfect. I'm pretty sure I lost all the gas in my tank. <laughs> so, I happened to be right next to an Irving, so I just pulled into Irving, ripped apart the whole carburetor at Irving. That guy was behind me, had tools in his truck, so he stayed there and fucking The guy out. that you flipped the bird to Yeah, the guy I flipped the bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, before he got the tools, he's like, I got a trailer. I live like 10 miles down the road. I'll get it, and I'll bring you home. I'm like, no, I'll try to fix it, so I just did what I had to do and just fucking ripped off the bowl, put my thumb on the fucking float bowls, and just fucking, well, the floats, bent them up as far as I could, and I was oh, like, gosh. that'll fucking get me home. <laughs> <laughs> got me home. It was a rugged ride, but it got me home, and then uh, I was able to fuck with the carburetor after that. There you go. But 
Yeah, that's one fucking hell story. Oh, Jesus. That sucked. All I could think of in that time, I was like, if my motorcycle catches on fire right now, I'm going to be so motherfucking mad. Right. And for that reason, I'm putting a fire extinguisher on both of my bikes. You definitely should. Just in case. <laughs> right? We saw that picture the other week of that dude with the fucking KZ yes. on fire in the middle of the highway. Yes. We'll try. I, I, I can't guarantee we're going to find uh, the name of the person whose bike that was. I'd love to shout them out, but that was a while ago that I saw that picture. But yeah, it's like anytime there's pouring gas, like it's probably so unlikely that anything would actually fucking light that gas up. If it did, though, I'd be so devastated. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of gas pouring onto a hot motor. I think about that, too. Yeah, because my fucking carbs will leak like a motherfucker. <laughs> right. And I'm always like, what if it just fucking catches? But then it's... I don't know. Like, I feel like it couldn't. Like, I don't think what heat catches would it? just... <laughs> right. You know, like, you'd have to, like, literally, something would have to spark. Something definitely happens. I've seen a lot of bikes burn up. I mean, um... I think it's people who don't put I had a friend. On something. He was, uh... He just picked up a bike from, uh... A dealership. It was a bagger. And he's going down the road. Thirsty Wales hiring. Yeah. yeah, I know they are. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Hey, you gotta make that money somewhere. <laughs> right. No judgment. It's a judgment free zone. Oh no, we pissed some people off. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, he was going down the road and his uh, whole clutch sat on fire while he was going down the road. I don't know Fuck. if it was gears sticking or what. But he's going down the road and the whole side casing had just fucking exploded on him. And you saw Jeez. the fire. He just threw the bike off to the side. That's fucking wild. Who Let was that? Uh, repeat. That was Repeat? Yeah, remember I sent on you guys the video? Yamaha. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a bad PR for Yamaha. <laughs> fucking Yamaha. Nah, it's more bad PR where he got it from, but... Yeah, that too. We'll leave that out. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. Clutch catching on fire. Never heard about that. Yeah, something something in that area caught on fire. Okay. Something got something wasn't right. Yeah, See, I always think it comes back to like the wiring. Where like if you don't have if you do some home wiring and you don't put a fuse on something, that's like the number one cause of fires. It's like electrical fires. Yeah, because that shit. That's the only part that's going to heat up to a level. That happened to Amps when he ran too small of a gauge for his headlight, and his headlight caught on fire. He's an electrician, which is why his name is Amps. You'd be amazed that this could happen. Headlight caught on fire while he was riding his bike. (laughs) Yeah, he had too much power going to whatever that headlight was that he bought. He said it was like a knockoff Japanese headlight or something. Yeah, so. It was probably Kuryakin or whatever. (laughs) Didn't he say his fucking ground came loose on the battery? Something like that. That, like, melted the whole shit? Either way, lock the and put fuses on shit because fuses are the only thing between you and that electrical fire. I hate to sound like a safety broadcast. It's typically a safety third podcast, but uh, put some fucking fuses in there. Fuck is he talking about? That That means like not all that concerned with safety. You never seen those safety third stickers? No. Oh, because safety first. Oh, I get it now. All right, all right. You just I, saw, I, seen, it, I seen a guy that had the bat, the back of a fucking vest, just at the, like a top rocker, just said safety third, and he was riding a chopper, and I was like, it's fucking fantastic. I, I didn't have that. my crayons this morning, so I'm feeling a little peckish. <laughs> See, he's a little hungry. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. I mean, I've, I've broken down, well, not broken down, I've fucking ran out of gas plenty of times, and it's always like when I'm close to home. So it's always like, oh, just a big middle finger to me. Because I was on uh, 89 heading from Concord back to Peterborough. And there's no fucking, there's no lights on that road. 
It, whatever. It's, they, that's why I gave like a wide berth. <laughs> Guys, like, Southern Canada, basically. God, we're gonna stop saying that. People from Canada hit us up and they're like, "Hey, oh yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> What's up, hey?" Eh? That's why we had to put the American flag up because everyone's reaching out. Hey, you're from Canada? Eh? <laughs> no, uh, yeah. I and I hate your hockey idea. teams too. So go Bruins. <laughs> hey, there you go. God, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I've broken down on there, and usually. Uh, Every blue moon that I've done it, because it's been a few times. <laughs> um, Running, do you not have a gas gauge on there? The Virago I did, but it always came on like, it was like a light that came on. Yeah. And it would always come on like right as it was empty. It's like, hey, Perfect. you've got a mile, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. Uh, do you um, feel like having a reserve is... So important. Or you can just, uh, you know, strap one of those tanks to your. Uh, got yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Onto your forks. Loctite's got one of those, right? I got one. The little low, the low Aren't one, they right? like, uh, like specially lined or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that's a weird, gas. like green lining in it. I like it. So your your gas is. It saved Maddie once. In there, he actually doesn't <coughs> put gas in it. He puts Jameson. That's what his bike That's runs it. on. The stepchild is going to run on fucking Irish whiskey. Hopes and Jameson. I love it. <laughs> so I got a, I got another one here that kind of leads into part of what took me down the fucking chopper rabbit hole, which is back when I was a douche and riding a full bagger. God. I know. Listen, we hey, all were. Don't. So we've all been there, guys. So when we make fun of it, understand. I've got the pictures. You know, I had the same shit. Oh man! God, better shut that ringer off. Yeah, that ringer's gotta go down. <laughs> My old down, man down. is infamous for calling every Tuesday night. Who? <laughs> My old man. <laughs> Every like, hey, fucking Tuesday. He's <laughs> like, "Hey, you're cutting up my old bike, right?" <laughs> I stopped talking about it. Again. You got all this time for podcasting. Was the bike not done? Checking on that doorstop. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was back at this time. This is when the Roadstar had fucking Harley hard bags on it. This was the fucking the Harley Davaha. <laughs> <laughs> This shit was... I bought it from a guy that he had already put, like, a, a mounting kit for hard bags. And I was like, all right, fucking, I'll, I'll take it. And that shit was heavy as fuck. The bike's already 1600 motor with the fucking hard bags on there and shit in the bags. This bike was easily 700 pounds plus. God. I'm heading on my way to our son's first communion. And literally coming through... I'm living in Boston coming through Boston traffic, so it's a lot of clutch-heavy shit. You're like, stop, go, stop, go. And the fucking clutch was feeling super squirrely. It was, like, too easy to pull. And anybody who has, like, a hand clutch, because it was a hand clutch this time, you know that, that, like, it's never good. When it starts, like, all of a sudden, it just feels, like, way smoother than it did before. Yeah, it's Probably because a couple of those shits fucking have broken. (laughs) And now you're pulling fewer cables, so it's pulling a little easier. So I'm like... Making my way through traffic, this shit just fucking ping. Let's go. Clutch is gone. Bikes in gear now, and I'm just going in between cars because I realize that the shit's fucking. If I stop, it's that's it. Once I once the bike stops, I'm not gonna be able to start it again because I'm not gonna be able to shift it into neutral or anything. 
So I rode it as far as I could ride it back to my house before I came to a spot where I absolutely had to fucking hit the brakes. And that was that was a wrap. I hit the brakes, bike stalled out, and I'm sitting there with like a 750-pound bike, and I just <laughs> called my girlfriend at the time, <coughs> my now wife, and I was like, hey, I'm not going to be at this communion because Uh-oh. God wished these problems upon me, so... I guess I'm not gonna fucking be there, and I had to push that shit home. Always, it's always, it only happens when it's the fucking either pouring rain or the hottest fucking day that you could imagine. Was it both? No. <laughs> Fortunately, it was only the hottest day. Fortunately, I'd rather have in that situation. My fat ass would rather have the rain. Like, <laughs> yeah, at least the rain would cool me down. But um, I'm pushing this thing back through Brighton. Up the up this hill, where like I li- I physically I cannot get it up the hill by myself. Yep. I'm pushing it, and like I'm not like standing next to the bike and being like, oh, I wish somebody would help. I'm like like a fucking football player when they run into that dummy and they like push it across a field. Yep. I'm like doing that up against a set of ape hangers, and there's just people walking by and are like, oh, that sucks. No help. Everybody just like continuing on right past. They're just like, yeah, I fucking looks like you got it under control there. And I'm like, I'm not moving at all. And I'm fucking full, full send. And I can't fucking move this bike. People are fucking dicks. And you know who ended up helping? Some fucking chick in scrubs, like just getting off her shift. There's all these fucking jack dudes walking down the street on their way to the fucking gym. So he, Nobody he, he was on his bagger at back at the Thirsty Whale. Yeah, all the Thirsty Whale are walking right past me, and I'm like, listen, bitch, when this shit's running, I know you're going to want some. <laughs> so they snubbed me hard, but uh, I ended up getting it all the way back to the house like an hour later, and my roommate helped me fucking push that shit up our hill. But what a fucking nightmare. And the learning lesson from all of this was... That right after that happened, I started looking into foot clutch setups, and I was like, you know what? Fuck this. That wasn't the first time I broke a, cl- a clutch cable on a hand clutch, and it was like just the way that it was set up on the Roadstar. It's just a shitty design, and there's always friction on the. It's like rubbing against a hard edge. So after that, I was like, I'm fucking done with this. What can I do to put this on the foot? And found a found a way to rig it up and bent. Do you the actual? Do you uh, remember your thing? first uh, ride on the foot clutch with the well, jogging ship? The fuck out of it. Well, remember, um, I meant the one where we went on the back road, like your first oh, long haul. <laughs> <laughs> so oh the God. first fucking you were there time. too. Yeah, yeah, the dirt road. Yeah. This is when CP's dad was like. We were riding. It was Veterans Day weekend. We were riding to the Veterans Cemetery in New Hampshire. Yep. And CP's dad is like, "Oh, I'll I'll lead the ride." And I'm like, "Perfect. You know the area. You he totally did down a piece of shit back road. Right? He did. Yeah. No, totally did. Full blown dirt road. He well, we were going a certain way, and I had my GPS to ride like right behind him just in case. And he blew like blew past the turn we were supposed to go. So I pulled up next to him like. Where the fuck are we going? Like, GPS said we need to turn way the fuck back there. He's like, I know the shortcut. So him and I get on this road. Your quotes to famous last words. And I mean, that road was rugged. That was a rugged road. All the city guys, all the Massachusetts chapter was like, what in the fuck? Yeah, but me and my dad and Bomber were, and you, yeah, were hauling going. down that road at 45 miles an hour going, well, 
this shit sucks. <laughs> and you see you back there with your new foot clutch and jogging shift. Like, I don't even know how to fucking use this thing. It was out of fucking control. It was great. That was like my first... I had just put the foot clutch on, and I got my old lady on the back, and we're going down this, like, bumpy, gravelly dirt road. That shit was bad. It was bad. Dude, that was rough. That was like, I was like, if I was ever certain of a time when I was going to dump my bike, it was right then. <laughs> you didn't, like, though. Yeah, fucking kept I had problems right. in that ride, too. When I'm on the way home. <laughs> you almost lost headlight the headlight. Was I was leaning over my bars, holding my headlight on. I was riding next to you because you couldn't. Keep I was trying up. to make it so it wasn't obvious. Like I was just like trying to adjust it, but I was adjusting it for like a half hour. <laughs> Isn't that how you got the name? No, I got the name from. I did a run to the Cape, and on the way down, my horn came off, and then <laughs> on the way home, the top you- of the battery cover came off, and then no, like four miles down the road. The side of the battery cover came off, like the big part came off, bounced through, hit a dude's brand new fucking street glide, like brand fucking new street glide, bounced right off his saddlebags. He's like, God damn it, the one's going to respect me at the Thirsty Whale now. Yeah, so needless to say, I had to tie that battery up with fucking, uh, <laughs> with some paracord to get home. Hey, there you go. Got to throw the tourniquet on there. Made it home. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fucking awesome. That fucking sports to life. Yeah. A fucking hard mount. Oh, yeah. Hard mount 87. Yep. Damn. That bitch rattles. She keeps going. I love it. You got a four-speed tranny on there, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm trying yeah. to keep up with a bunch of fucking, fucking guys doing Pay attention. 80. Pay attention, motherfuckers. Pay the fuck attention to that four-speed. Hard mount four-speeds. Turns out that bitch does not like doing 85 down the fucking highway. I didn't like doing 80. Not about that life. <laughs> not built for that shit. Pushing it. Yeah. You know, the one thing I hated about the VTX the most was it was 870 pounds or something like that with a full tank. And what was the size of the motor? It was uh, 1,300. Yeah, that's not a good ratio. No, it was just... It's such a bulky-ass bike. Like, like I mean, the, the frame on that was the size of a brick. Right under the tank, so you had this like six gallon looking tank that only held four. <laughs> right, that's like the fucking those Boulevard eight hundreds that are just like the weirdest. My last job, there was a kid that had one. Yep, and they're just they're the size equally as big, if not bigger than my Roadstar. Yep, with half the engine. But, like, the bike is the same size. You know how, like, that rear fender on the Roadstar is fucking colossal? Yeah. Like, way too fucking big? Imagine an 800cc bike with that same size fender. That would In suck. the same size frame, in the same size tank, but it's like, it goes half. It's just got half the motor behind it. I don't understand who that's for, but what can you do? Shit's what other war stories you got? What about you? Uh... I had one with the hood rat when I first got that thing. Of course, the guy was like, oh, it's fucking mint, ready to go. Naturally. Blah, blah, you checked blah. it over for two hours. I checked it over for two hours. Obviously, I didn't work the fucking carburetor off. He's like, oh, it's probably just bad gas. Oh, no. Yeah, he said it was bad gas, and it was vapor locking. So that's why it would start to stall a little bit. I'm like, yeah, sounds good. So I tried to ride that bitch on. 
wasn't liking it. I had to do like 25 the whole way home while I was cutting out the whole time. And tried everything with that carburetor before I ripped it apart because I didn't know how to do carburetors. Send them to 5814. Yeah. Um, so then for some reason, I dumped seafoam in it. I did that trick that I said where I just put the seafoam right through the petcock. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that definitely fixed it. So my dad was at the house. He said, let's go for a ride. And for some reason, it ran like a rape day leaving my house. And then I think the seafoam like burned off the rest of the crud and then covered the fucking <laughs> everything inside the carburetor with junk. So I got about three miles away from the house and nothing. The bike wouldn't even start anymore. It broke down the side of the road. My dad's fucking 55, I think. Yep. So I'm not going to be like, hey, get off your bike and help me push. So I'm like, just go back to the house. I'll see you when I get there. Turns out I live on a hill. I never even realized this until I had to push a motorcycle. <laughs> Dude, right? Down the busiest fucking road. You're talking about your, your house now? Yeah. Dude, that's a steep... That's it's like... A, that's steep. It's a long hill, It's too. a long fucking hill. <laughs> so I wasn't happy. So you didn't sit on the bike... And roll with it, you like... No, because I was going uphill. He's pushing it himself oh, up a hill. you were on the other side, I thought you were going down. It was... Oh. It was fucking terrible. So I'm pushing it, and I'm so fucking mad. Like, I even punched the tank, which hurt like a bitch. Turns out those don't dent easy. Um, Your knuckles do, though. Yeah, my knuckles were not <laughs> feeling good. Um, I get within a quarter mile of my house, and I see this guy... Drive by me, got a big jacked up F two fifty, the huge Harley Davidson fucking thing across the back window. Dude, I'm so I forgot this was the same story. I was pulling the trailer. Drives by me going up the hill, turns around. So I'm like, oh dude's gonna fucking pull over. So I need a spit break. And uh pay attention. Yeah, pay attention. Motherfucker was not trying to pull over. So he decided that I'm assuming it's because I had a sportster. Decided he wanted to ride <laughs> as close as he could to the breakdown lane, which I was pushing in. And then last minute, swerve away and land the horn. And I could see him and his buddy dying laughing. So at that point, I was like... I was ready to fucking blow my back I bet up. you there that's were the baggers most, in that trailer. That's the dickheaded shit you could do, though. I feel like that's... We talk some shit on this podcast, things that, like builds we like things we don't like but at the end of the day somebody's broke down you stop and you help them out bagger or not bagger fucking chopper no matter what you ride if you're on two wheels i'll stop for a fucking sport bike yeah these dudes weren't gonna have it yeah that's fucked and the up. thing that sucks is i was pushing on the right side because you can't push on the left side from the way that my license plate license plate bracket comes out yeah. it'll straight rip your fucking shin off i mean your uh heel off so you were right on the white line mm-hmm and this dude was riding the white line until probably 10, 15 feet from me. And then he swerved out. Oh, dude, I didn't even think about the fact that when you do the license plate down there, you can't push from that side of the bike. Yeah, you definitely. Especially not on mine because it's so it's low. It's one of those things. It's like you just see pictures of it and you don't think about like the real world right. application of it. Yeah, if you push on that side huh. and you happen to take one long stride, you are fucked. That's a fucking golden nugget for you. That thing will Dude, cut your fucking Achilles nugget. off. <laughs> right, though? Like, you, I would never think about that. Yeah. That's just, Pay attention, motherfuckers. <laughs> you do, for you real. fucking mount that license plate on the sissy bar. <laughs> Loctite's got some golden nuggets for you, motherfuckers. And that's that's what it mounted vertically? Yeah. Still. 
Yeah, it's still in the same spot. Vertically, right? Yeah, this way. You can't long. see my hands. I'm doing an up-down thing here in the studio, it. guys. It's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Fine. It sucks. I was going to do that with the Roadstar. Now I'm thinking it twice. Yeah, don't uh, do it. It's did such you not a learn from my many story about well, you scraped into, it on the ground? Yeah, but still, like, which is so weird. I never scraped mine. I lean that thing. Well, dude, fucking you have to hard. lean it so fucking hard. How low was yours? <laughs> that was pretty fucking low. It, it was great. That's wild. I can't see scraping it. That seems like it would be. I, I took mean, that bitch right off. Yeah. Goodbye to the plate. Well, I went from like I said, I went from an 875 pound bike to. I think that one's maybe 350. It's a Nimbus 2000. Yeah, fucking tiny bitch. Maybe I'm just like a little bit more aware because mine isn't like like that typical bracket that it just the plate mounts on. Mine is like a whole like round stock fucking built into the frame bracket. I think that's what they usually are, right? It goes, it mounts where the axle or where the yeah. My, so mine mounts goes. twice in the bottom where the axle is, and then once up top. Oh, that's some it's other like shit. super. Like nope. if you fucking hit that, yeah, that's you're different. Fucked. I'm thinking <laughs> of the one that like it goes where your where your wheel axle bolt goes. Yeah, bolts to the axle, and then it, it like it. Mine stuck a out. Takes mine it stuck out like an inch further. Than so that. the one the one on the stepchild used to actually go on the axle itself, and that was acted as one of the wheel spacers. That That's what I'm thinking of. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So does it yeah, happen this with that one, style too or no? I've never had a problem with it that way because it okay. sits up a little bit higher. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Mine, like, thinking. the one on the hood rat is as low as the frame. Gotcha. So it might just be that style though. Right. It sucks. Don't do it. More of story. If you have a huge Holly Davidson sticker on your truck and you drive an F-250, I'm coming for you, bitch. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> half of them? Don't let me find you at a bike night or a Starbucks, motherfucker. Or a thirsty whale party. Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so while we're on the uh, the golden nugget train here, might as well throw one of my own. Even if you fucking, because I know Loctite, you got the fucking fuel gauge on your tank. That for the new for the stepchild, the uh, sight gauge thing. Yeah, yeah. the little sight gauge the, to let you know how much gas you got left in it. Fucking, if you're coming from a bike where you didn't have that, it's like you'd think it wouldn't have to be mentioned, but. Twice now, I've pushed my bike home because I didn't look at the fucking thing, and I ran out of gas. I just out cruising, so I've never, having a fucking blast. On any of my motorcycles, I've never had a gas gauge. The Sports, I never had one. The Yamaha, I had never had one. So I've always just... Well, I keep track of my miles time. before. On the <clears throat> Stepchild, before I ripped it down to chop it, yep. I got a Speedo. Which didn't fight. It broke immediately. But it would still keep track of the miles. Still got the odometer on. Right. So would I could it hook keep, into the front tire somehow? It went right onto the front wheel band. Nice. So, that was good to be able to keep track of my miles, but... Yeah. Dude, I keep fucking it up. Now I have that spare gas can, so... That that's. Helps. I think that's the move. I just gotta get one of those, because... Fucking... I had that, that other... Uh, the reserve petcock. Yeah. Because I, I have that on my Roadstar. And that always saves me because I'm like, oh, running out of gas, switch it over to reserve. That's how I know. Time to start looking for a gas station. It's like the automatic built-in thing because the gas gauge on the road starts. Is your petcock at the very bottom of the tank like mine is? Yeah, okay. like as far so back when I had as it could go. Pandemonium, when I had him do my tank, I had him set the lower bunk for my sight gauge higher 
So once I can't see fuel anymore, I still have gas oh, that's left. Smart, yeah. So you got some time, right? It's like mine a, is coming all the way to the very best. It's like yeah, mine's like, like, like a right ghetto rig pickup, yeah. ghetto rig uh, reserve. I mean, that's that's a good way to do it. Honestly, I wish I still had that fucking petcock I had that had reserve on it. I needed a ninety degree. I had to swap it out once I went to. It worked perfectly when I had the single carb, and I was pumped to have the reserve. Right. And then I went to dual carb, and then I needed a ninety degree. And I could not find a ninety degree petcock that had reserve. Because I could only find it for the straight the straight petcocks. Right. So I gave up the reserve, and then I fucking twice pushed my bike home because I ran out of gas because I was just having a fucking blast. You know what I like seeing? For speaking of petcocks, I like seeing those like industrial ones where it's like you would see for like an air hose or whatnot, where you can just like pull the whole handle. Like a... You know what I mean? It's got the oh, handle with the on off. Yeah. Yep. You should see my hand. It makes perfect sense. Oh, what are you saying? Like, you know how to air hose? How you have the like, on-off oh, yeah, 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 handle? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like... I think Bob has it on his uh, tequila blue. Yeah. And he has that for going right into his carb. And I just... I don't know. Just something about that I've just seen screams. so many different ones. I had some shit in, in my garage that worked perfectly. I've seen I love faucet that. handles. I got the uh, water hose picket for mine. Oh, you got Nana's uh, Nana's sink handle. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen Nana's sink handles. <laughs> I've seen a lot. You know who has a super clean one that is like honorable mention in this category because visually it's not that it's not cool at all. Uh, wow. I, I don't mean that. Excuse me. We're I mean. all about fitting the image here. Yeah. So you're not allowed to say anything about Are you sure you still want to give the shout out. Nothing <laughs> negative is allowed on the podcast that you're grounded. Um, prism prism supply company yep. makes a badass one. That is, it's like an all metal one. And it literally one. What? It's just, a, it's a pet. Cock. It's a pet. Okay. And you, it literally out, the only thing sticking out from the tank is a uh, knurled round piece, and you just twist it up oh, okay. or down. The hands are crazy. It doesn't yeah. go in any like it. It literally just looks like a little brass bung sticking out of the petcock. There's no handle that yep. you twist. Like it's super minimal. So when I say like it, it doesn't look cool. I mean that, like, you don't even notice that there is a petcock on the tank. That's pretty cool. It's That's so. Shit. It's so. Yeah, we'll post it. We'll post a picture of it actually because I'd like to give him a shout out for it. Make sure you write down your sticky notes. Yeah, I got a lot of sticky notes tonight. This has been a. a Didn't we also uh, see something like uh, it was uh, fuel and richer with like a stone in it or something? Like it was a custom made. I don't know. That's. Uh, are you talking about Bob Psychage? He Maybe. has a cork He's inside a cork. of his side gauge, yeah, which is really cork. fucking cool. <laughs> that is a neat idea, too. I never even thought about yeah, that until I, I saw that. I never thought about that. Maybe that's what I need because I'm too much of a dipshit to look down at it. I need the fucking yeah. cork floating to be like, hey, I'm at the bottom. Stop. <laughs> now, do you run the wire tie on your where the tube connects to the bung? That's a great question because I've done it both ways now. and I've heard that's a must. See, like I... I get the best fit when I heat I heat up the piece of tube, tube and push it on and push hot. it on. When I put when I actually put the zip tie on it, I found more times than not it squeezes it so tight that the the part that isn't zip tied flares out. 
Oh, yeah. And it actually causes a problem. Yeah. Whereas if I just heat the tube and, and put it over there, I don't have any issues. <coughs> yeah, because some guys, like I've seen on forums, where uh, they'll say from like the different temperatures that hose will expand and whatever. Yeah. And it could pop off and all your fuel comes out, which would fucking suck. It would suck. And maybe if, maybe like the, uh, the workaround or the halfway between point here is just like don't over tighten the don't over tighten the zip tie and on this point what, are you talking zip ties or wire tie oh I guess yeah I guess I'm pretty sure I've seen wire, wire tie, tie on I was using zip everywhere. ties so I did zip ties wire tie I did when I first had it like back when I had I hadn't even painted the bike right and I had a different color wire on there and everything and I used wire on that one and I didn't have any issues with that but I also never... I think I might put it on just in case. It's worth a shot, you know? Just put it, like, all the way at the top. Right. Because that was my problem with the zip tie. It's like I put it yeah, I in see the middle. Yeah, with it flaring and out. And it flares out, yeah, because it's too tight in one section. But on this topic, we got to throw this out here, and I know I was talking to you guys before we started the recording, <coughs> of there are two schools of thought when it comes to shit, when it comes to tightening shit down. Yes. Guys, we got... We got two schools of thought, and we need we need everybody to weigh in. And you guys, are, we're going to give you a, a way to weigh in here because we got two shirts coming. We're in the works. I got my little brother working on the designs right now. When it comes to tightening shit down, two schools of thought: over tight is right, and then tighten under and forever wonder. So I weigh in and say that I tighten it, I'm like, eh, that might snap. That's that's overtight is right. That's that camp right there. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I think I'm in the same boat as overtight is right. I, have you ever snapped a bolt? Oh yeah, oh I have. Oh, it's you're not, both. Then you're not fun. You're on that. Your team overtight is right. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Then I've, everybody on this podcast right now, overtight is right, and we're gonna find out. We're gonna put we're gonna put this on shirts. I mean, can I really decide. be on that team though with my name being Loctite? <laughs> I mean, that's tough to say. <laughs> Yeah, Overtight you're... is right when you have a fucking hard-bounded fucking sporty. Overtight is right, but not buying Loctite. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have Loctite on that bitch. It's the industrial happen. motherfucker. Pay the motherfucker attention. Get that industrial shit. Blue, you need red. that fucking impact gun to get that bitch off. So you red Loctite and everything. Red Loctite, everything. So Overtight is right plus red Loctite. So here's a question. Why is the blue Loctite in a red bottle? It's not. <laughs> it is. It is. Where the blue Loctite is in a red bottle. Yep. But I isn't that isn't that Loctite's generic? I don't know what it is. I just I know I seen it one time. And I was like, that does not make a motherfucking bit of sense. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> just like the generic. <laughs> Bitch, make that shit blue. I'm not gonna lie. Anytime <laughs> someone's like, oh, talking about Loctite, I'm like, oh, you're talking. Wait, oh, we're actually talking about Loctite right now. <laughs> Go full retard. Yeah. God. <laughs> He's vicious with dropping that. That's it. What? Always saying the fucking... The R words. Oh, I'm sorry. God. God, this guy's grounded. It's okay. You're grounded. The vice principal says you're I grounded. eat crayons. I'm allowed to say whatever the fuck I want. So what are you motherfuckers <laughs> up to this week? What are you guys' plans for the motherfucking holidays? Uh, Even though fucking when these guys hear this, the holidays will be motherfucking over. That's right. Yeah, they'll be catching. So let's give these guys a sneak holiday. peek on what the fuck we do. I am mm-hmm. fucking traveling to Ohio. You got to take your hands. I'm leaving tomorrow. Going fucking. to see the motherfucking pandemonium. That's right. You're gonna be in Dan's backyard. <laughs> oh shit. I'm gonna be busy. 
Sorry, not bro. this time, Dan. You driving, you driving the fucking bug all the way out? No, 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 no. We're taking the other car. You gotta bring I, the bug and represent that motherfucking shopshit.com. That's right. You got chopsticks. Uh, that's my. That's like my A to B. Like it, it barely makes it to the podcast. <laughs> so after the uh, last week's debacle of trying to climb a mountain and that shit, I'm like, yeah. So we're taking the. Uh, we're taking your car, right? Let's I was like, I'll talk about that. Yeah, see, yeah. He almost died on his way home from the podcast. That was rough. I feel that like was... we need an honorable mention for this man. What time did we leave here? He left here before I. I did. left here at nine thirty, and I got home at one thirty in the morning. I left here at like ten thirty because we. I was with Greece when he dubbed everything down, and I didn't get home until what time? I got like twelve thirty, twelve. You were home about about fifteen twenty minutes before I did. Yeah. You sent home, and I all I could think was this. Either way, dude, I was looking at close to two hours. Yep. CP was looking at fucking three hours. Yep, three hours for a forty minute ride and an hour and some change ride. Uh, actually, I can get home from here in about fifty five minutes. So I'm usually sitting around an hour. So I tripled it. It was vicious when we left here. So when I left. I I knew it was bad when I got to that first intersection where I usually just break off to go on the 93. Yeah. Um, and I start going down the hill, and I'm like, uh, I'm not stopping. I'm not even slowing down. So I obviously start downshifting my automatic transmission into, into one because my brakes aren't doing anything at this point. I'm full skid. Um Luckily, no one. It, luckily, it's a four-way intersection, so no one was fucking flying through it. And then immediately after, I just went right straight, the straight through. Right yeah. through. Sent us a text. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "By right. the way, Loctite, the roads are fucking trash." I was yeah. like, "Great." Yeah. So I'm like, you, you might, might want to get on the road. <laughs> so I fucking, uh, I get back. I get on the 101, and I'm I'm pretty. I mean, I'm chugging along. It's nothing like the roads are bad, but I, I'm making it, and. uh I'm faced with the dilemma every time. Do I try and go up over Temple Mountain or do I go the back road? Temple Mountain will be plowed-ish. The back road will not at all. <laughs> so it's like, which which of the two evils do I want to go with? Do I want the 75% chance I'm going to make it up over the mountain perfectly fine? Or do I want knowing I'm probably going to get stuck on the back road? So I was like, all right, I'm going to go the mountain. No, I should have gone the back road. <laughs> <laughs> so, I got the call from CP at like 1140. He's like, bro, I am so fucking mad right now. I'm stuck you, on a mountain. We got we to gotta talk about that moment of frustration where you have hit that peak of I'm going to fucking kill somebody. I hit the point where I called him. <laughs> I was like, my wife's not picking up the phone. And she feels horrible for it. But she was, she was out like a light. Like she doesn't even... Didn't even know until I got home and shook her. But anyway. <laughs> Wake the fuck up! Wake the fuck up! Go stand outside and feel my pain. So I had to I had to say that before I even got stuck on the mountain, I lost a wiper blade. Because oh, I forgot about that. Because oh, no. what I decided to do is do that trick where you reach out, you grab the wiper blade, and you just push, give it a, a little slap. smack. Well, when I did that, I never knew about this trick. Yeah, so you just grab Where the wiper blade. Where are you from? <laughs> Does it not snow know. in Connecticut? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like not in the eight six zero. It only snows. In you never had snow like build up on your wiper and you reach out and you like, you just throw the wiper off so it smacks off the windshield and clears all yeah. the snow. It just. Jo- How do you guys not ride jockey shifts with this kind of dexterity? <laughs> you guys so, are prime candidates to do some fucking. Fancy it's some fucking shit. New Hampshire shit, I guess. So, yeah. so that the, is definitely. Some New if Hampshire you've ever shit. been in a bug, I have more dashboard than I know what to do with. So I'm literally 
chin to the fucking steering wheel trying to reach out and I get a hold of it and I just lift it up a little when it comes back down the whole wiper just snapped in half and flipped the to the side are fucking and all crazy. I heard all I heard was the scrape oh. of that oh, the yeah, wiper the arm because I heard it go tink and I'm like oh here we go and then as it like drags <laughs> across like it. a little circular mark on your windshield no thank god wow that's why he hit the look. brakes and crashed into the fucking woods no so i pull over <laughs> yeah, and i'm like jumped out it was fucked up i pull over i'm in milford and i fucking i pull over and i move the passenger wiper blade over and then i fucking start heading back toward the mountain that's a good idea our canadian yeah. listeners know where milford is so yeah so, yeah my southern canada peeps will know what i'm talking about right and uh, then I decide to venture up the mountain. I get about... There's two legs that go up on the mountain. It's like, climbs up a little bit, hits a flat spot, and then climbs up one more time. I'm you like... see his hands. They're going fucking the, ballistic. Yeah, I'm halfway up the second part. They're showing plateaus like you wouldn't uh, believe. The hand pay motions attention. are exciting as the fucking story. <laughs> pay attention, motherfuckers. <laughs> and uh, I get like three quarters away up the second leg, and my beetle just... Right into the breakdown lane into a snowbank. I'm like, God. well. Uh, so now I'm facing a dilemma. Home is an hour walk, or I can drive for another hour and a half. Well, they should have been on the push-it stories. Well, we're here now. So hold on. Tell them how far <laughs> you were from your house when you went off the road. When I went, no, driving. No, not driving. Walking. Ten minutes. Oh, man. <laughs> and had to turn around and backtrack the other way. So I had to go... Half an hour back down the mountain that just nearly tried to kill me, and then go the back roads that are not plowed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Through towns that their oh, so normal was, speed so limit is thirty. Plow, they always plow the mountain. They always plow one hundred and one because it's it's Route one hundred and one. It's a yeah. state highway. The back road is Temple and Wilton and Lineborough, and you have never heard any of these fucking towns before? No, I have. Telling you <laughs> Speaking to me, but also to everyone else out there listening. Right. So, they're fucking, like, when you think of New Hampshire, you think Manchester, Concord. You don't think fucking Peterborough, King. I think of the Garage Mahal. I think of Londonderry. <laughs> the only town in New Hampshire in Greece Londonderry. is mine. <laughs> Choppertown, or Chopperville. Yeah, dude, Choppertown, uh, New Hampshire. <laughs> fucking put it in the zip code. That was epic. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, I get off the road and I had to fucking double back and then go I mean back roads weren't too bad but I was talking to him fucking half of it because I'm like I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna kill somebody someone's gonna yeah, die yeah he was straight up about to lose his fucking mind I was like I'm like dude I'm shaking like I got home it took me like another hour to go to sleep because I was like I'm gonna fucking fight anybody <laughs> you're so hyped up yeah no I hear you. Yeah, see, so, yeah my ride wasn't that action packed mine was just very slow well, yours would be way worse if you got stuck because your own company would have to come and tow their employee out of the snow. Right. Bank. That would be terrible. I'd be like, wake up, bitches. You'd be like, yo, motherfuckers. <laughs> also, it's for uh, free because I work here. It is. Got that free AAA. You will fucking pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you pay attention. You're in a snowbank right now. Ain't nobody uh, paying attention yeah, to so the then snow. The moral of that story is, again... It's been fucking snowing all goddamn day today, yeah. which is Tuesday when we record this. We're buried. Fucking crazy. They said like, I think three to six inches today, and then plus snow and rain and fucking... Famous for nothing hit me up to just to remind me that uh, they were riding in t-shirts on Sunday. And he sent like, me a picture of him chilling by a bonfire drinking beer. I'm like, you fucking motherfucker. 
I'm up here in fucking 35 degree weather, it's dropping snow listen, everywhere. We got indoor fireplaces up here, so yeah, listen, they don't know Florida. anything about that shit. How's your motherfucking AC bill, motherfucker? That's right. <laughs> well, you guys are breaking out the winter clothes, which is just socks and Crocs. We're up here with the fucking socks action. and Crocs. <laughs> That'll be the next shirt. Uh, that's a hey, Florida, Florida shirt people, all day. You want to buy that shirt? Socks and Crocs, maybe break out the fucking winter clothing. Oh, uh, that needs to be a chopper run. Socks and Crocs. <laughs> I actually think I have a pair of Crocs. I'll rock the fuck out. Yeah, that's one thing I've never put on my feet. I've never, I've never even tried a pair of Crocs on. Same boat. I had a boss that. So this guy didn't work. He was an older dude, like 65, whatever. And he would sell work all day long and then come, like, shoot the shit at the end of the day and, like, tell us how slow we are because he doesn't do it every day anymore. <laughs> every motherfucking day, this dude had Crocs on. And then once it came wintertime, he had the Crocs with, like, the insulated fucking, like, sheep wool inside. The thinsulate Crocs. I'm like, dude. <laughs> dude, my Crocs have leather. Do you Let's own do- anything else besides Crocs? <laughs> that is despicable behavior. And he's like, you got to try them. You got to try them. He even bought everybody Crocs. At, like, the Christmas party we had. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'll say you can keep those, bro. This guy's sponsored by Crocs. I can't bring myself to the Croc life. No. Not even for, like, kicking around <laughs> the house. I got, like, my OG, like, Snoop Dogg slippers. Like, the old man slippers that are still badass. Yeah. I, like, bump some NWA every time I put them on. <laughs> the kind that, like, don't have the part that wraps around your back heel. Yeah. It's just flat on the bottom. Well, it's, it's supposed to wrap around your back heel, but you step on them so they oh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You're the, you're the scum of the earth. I can't uh, stand when I see a person do that it like it literally drives me insane I won't do it with my shoes but with my slippers cause I don't like it on the back of my feet like you said and I won't wear the other ones cause they look gay as fuck <laughs> but these ones are straight up fucking <laughs> OG double OG slippers you seen people do with the fucking they, they buy the vans and they just <sighs> they stomp the back of the vans down. They make them into van slippers, basically, because so they say, trample the back down. I could never get on the van wagon. Like, I... The van wagon. Like, the van wagon, it. like, when I was growing was up. Perfect. Even when, like, I skated when I was younger. Everybody wore vans. And I could... They're just the ugliest motherfucking shoe ever made. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> so fucking ugly. Yeah, I mean, and then people get the ones with, like, the red and white checkerboard down yeah, the side. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Like, like, even when I skated, I, was, I think I wore Etnies or DCs. I, I always never wore, wore DCs. Vans. Like, I did I not know, like just, them. Just something about, something about those shoes. They're just comfortable. So comfortable. Like, I used, I could wear a pair of DCs for, like, six years. No problem. Fuck yeah. And then you're like, oh, man, these things are fucking falling apart. I brought All those right. forever until I actually became a man and started working. And Those I was like, boots. well, it turns out this isn't going to work. And I had to buy good boots because I was so sick of buying, like... And, like, in my mind, I'm like, why should I have to buy good boots to fucking make money? This doesn't even make sense. So I buy Walmart boots and have to replace fucking Walmart boots every three months. Oh, yeah, dude. So oh, then I man. jumped on a Chippewa bandwagon, fucking dropping 340 bucks every time I buy boots. should just jump on that Red Wing wagon. But it's... it's I'm all right with it because they last me six same. years. Red Wing, Chippewa and Red Wing. Red Wing's almost as just expensive comparable now. price. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't matter which Like, you can buy the Japanese ones that don't have, like, the thick support up top. Yeah. For, like, $150 cheaper. But I'm about that fucking America life, so... Yeah. Make America, America great again. And fucking depends, buy some like, And they both got different ones because I had... I've had the $300 Red Wings, and then this last one, I got the Red Wing hunting boot. Yeah. Because all setters. the dudes at the fucking union... Some dude ha- had like a discount because his chick his chick worked at the store, yeah. and he was getting for like 120 bucks. He was getting everybody the Irish Setters, which is like oh. a it's like a duck. Hunting That's so boat. weird because there's another company called <laughs> Irish Setters. 
No, that, that is re- it's owned by Red Wing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Is a, that's what I have upstairs. The I ones know that. I always wear is like that's just like what they call their hunting brand. But that Irish Setter brand is not made in America, whereas right. Red Wing is. Even so, it's all the same company, but that's like their offshoot. Do you know what a muck boot is? Yeah, like the big high top rubber one. Yeah, so yeah. that's what I think of when I think of Irish Setter because I have a set of Irish Setters and they're like that. Yeah, they they're make like those almost knee high. Rubber. These ones are like our our leather boot, but they're not they're not as nice. But the problem was, I had we've done many rides like back when we were fucking clubbing and shit, and going three days on the road, and you're right. fucking getting dumped on, pouring rain. So that brings I had me to a question like fucking, after done. Yeah, I had like three hundred dollar Red Wing boots that I just wore the whole time we were riding, and they got fucking soaked. And then they dry out, and then they get and soaked they're so again. heavy when they get wet. And the fucking sole, the it's like a leather sole, and it crinkled like it shrunk. Really? Because it, yeah. it got wet and dried out, and got wet and dried out. I literally, I went to the Red Ring store. I shit you not. They're like, yeah, that just happens. There's just there's nothing you can do. That's and crazy. Like, and that was the last time I ever spent three hundred. So on Chippewa. A pair of boots. So the only time I ever had a problem with Chippewa is I went one time in the winter, and the leather actually split. They didn't like. I didn't cut it, nothing. It literally split. And I brought them back to the place where I bought them. And Chippewa guarantees all their boots. So anything that's like a normal, like something that you didn't cause, they'll replace yeah. your boots free. So I got that's a brand awesome. new pair of fucking boots for it. But that brought me into it when you talk about clubbing. Fuck, I keep hitting that table. <laughs> um, Drink. So this changed for me. But what do you guys like to ride in? Boots-wise? Boots, sneakers. Ooh, good question. Because yeah. when I started, so when I, growing up. Yeah, kick us off. Yeah. I come from like a family, like we always talk about this, people that grew up with biking, like bikers in your, whatever. Were you a tank baby? I was definitely a tank baby. I was a tank baby on the fucking uh, stepchild. Damn, dude, that's so fucking cool. <laughs> I, I keep telling that my dad, I'm like, cool. you need to get that picture for me. Um, so. It's like what, the one of you on the doorstop? Yeah. <laughs> so, my whole life, I was always told. No matter what the temperature is, you always wear a high top boot, always wear jeans, always wear a shirt, and always gloves. So my whole life, I've never ridden my shirt off until I started clubbing. I never rode without boots. I still wear gloves every time I ride. And um, after clubbing, man, like you said, being on the road for fucking two, three, four days... I couldn't wear chip while I was riding anymore. I was like, holy fucking shit. Like, the worst fucking calf muscle spasms. It was fucking ridiculous. Hmm. So I switched to Chuck Taylors. <clears throat> holy fucking shit. It's like riding barefoot. Yeah, it's that's, amazing. that's what I love about my Chucks. They breathe so well. It's amazing. And I've got the I've got the ones that, you know, come up, like, above the ankle, the high tops. Yeah, same thing. And I, they're just so comfortable when riding. However... If you're in the fucking rain... They always right, suck. They well, here's the, the thing worst. I found out, though, is with the Chuck Taylors. So they're great if you have, like, a floorboard-style, like, peg or whatever. But if you have an actual round peg, fuck your motherfucking life, dude. Oh, yeah, your leg that will start to shake. so bad. Your foot is wrapping It's terrible. It. <clears throat> so I, like, and luckily, I can put my heels up on almost like fucking highway bars. Yep. Yeah. And that's how I that had definitely to do helps. It. But like anybody that's ever rid of me, like you'll see me, it'll be my heels up there, and then it'll be my toes, and it'll be like the foot of my heels, and then one foot will be up on my fucking uh what's it called on the side of my motor. 
primary cover. Yeah, yeah. primary cover. But I can't. I used to. <laughs> I can't get rid of the Chuck Taylor shirt. They're just so comfy. I used to kick my feet up back on the uh, passenger pegs, right? Like sport bike style, just to stretch out my leg on long rides. Yeah. Just, you know, kick your toes up there and use it to stretch out your calf, you know, yeah. while you're going down the road because you start to get cramped up from sitting in that same position. Yeah. Right. The good so, thing with, I saw someone else doing it and I was like, yeah. I was the good thing with the uh, hood rat, too, is with that drop seat, I can really lean like way the fuck back. So I can literally like stretch full body stretch if I want to. Yeah. So that helps, but I've tried going back to riding with boots and I can't do it. I don't see. I feel like now hearing you guys say this, I feel like the oddball out here because my boots. So I've had a couple different. I've had Red Wing Iron Rangers. I've had the regular Red Wing Mock Toes. Both of those are like three hundred dollar boots. Um, and then I've also had these Irish Setter. They call them wing shooters, if you want to look them up. Like the 894s yeah. is the model number on them. And all all of my boots, I just, I find them so comfortable. Like I, I wear them, I wear them and I come home and I don't even take them off, like after work. Yeah, that, like I, I look forward to that when I get out of work. I don't know. Like that I looks, just, like when I sit on my chair in my kitchen and I pop my boots off, I'm like, ah. <sighs> Oh, yeah, yeah I it's totally amazing. agree with that. The first thing I do when I get home, sit down, boots come off, and even my kid knows the routine because he's like, shoo. Oh, yeah, my kid's on time with boots for me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. they yeah, I'm working on it. I'm getting there. He's starting to figure it out. He at least points at them, and then he runs away with them. Yeah, he oh, yeah. doesn't put them anywhere in particular, but they're not near me. So, <laughs> and, like, The funny thing is, is like, I remember growing up, and the reason for the high boots was... If you crash, you won't break your ankles. But I think if you fucking crash bad enough to break your fucking ankles, you have other shit to worry about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, hang on, because I, I do have something on this. Um, I so when I, the first time I ever went down on a bike, I had a pair of Iron Rangers on. And if you guys look this boot up, it's not ankle wise. It's not a very protective boot. And even toe-wise, it's not a steel-toed boot, but it is. It's an American-made oh, that's boot. That's all I wear now. It's all leather with a double-cap toe, and um, I mean, it's it's solid uh, compared to the ones I have now. The Irish Setters, it's like it feels like a sneaker compared to the boot I wear at work. But um, I went down on the Roadstar, and I and the bike fell on my leg, and it dragged my leg under the bike. And I have a huge gouge in the toe cap of my Iron Ranger. I still have the boot. And my <laughs> side note, my insurance company gave me 300 bucks because my boot got ruined. For the boot? Yeah, for the boot. Get the fuck out of here. Big shout out, Geico. Thanks for the money for fucking, yeah, accessible coverage. The person literally, when they were doing my claim, they were like, did you ruin any clothes in the thing? And I'm like, yeah, ruin, like my boot got scratched up. And they're like, oh, well, well yeah, just put that into the claim. And I was like, Turns out every time I need bucks. boots, I'm dumping my bike. <laughs> I still have the boots. Yeah, I just kept the boots, kept the money. So I got them for free, basically. Wow. And um, that boot, I am literally convinced if I was wearing anything other than a boot, I would have ripped the fuck out of my toe because it took a hefty chunk out of the toe cap of that boot. Right. Um, and then I just colored it in with black sharpie. And, and I, I, I like, completely understand that like way of thinking. And I agree. I mean... If I crash with Chuck Taylor's on, I'm definitely getting fucked up. Yeah, you're like my my fucking ankles are definitely getting broken. Maybe ripping off some toes, 
But I mean, I don't ride with a fucking helmet, so I feel like my toes and my ankle are the least amount of fucking problems yeah. that I'm going to be having. I just, see for me, I just, I just like the support. I, don't I know. agree. I've been that way my whole life, but it was like, and maybe I can go back to boots now that I don't fucking ride that oh, many miles. Dude, you know what? You know what's going to change this for both of you guys? I feel like maybe I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong here, but once you go to like the break is what it is. You're stepping on the brake, but once I got the foot clutch, I like the support of the boot because it's when I operate the clutch, it's like my toe doesn't bend, doesn't flex. Right. You know what I mean? Because the, 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 the shue is so rubbery that like as you as you're pushing your clutch in, your toe is bending around it. Right. And it like No, I could totally see it's that. kind of sliding around on the peg. And I really like that big chunky boot because it's just up and down. Like it, it, it takes no, I can totally see work that. Out of right. It. On the other side of it, though, one reason I switched to shoes is riding the sports. It's hard to get your fucking boot under there to shift. That yeah. Unless you move your fucking true. shift level way up, which looks fucking retarded. So for the longest time, I told you and you like, what the fuck? But I was heel shifting. I would put my heel up on top of my shifting peg and pull backwards, which is out every time I shift because I couldn't about. fit my boot under there. <laughs> and like it got to the point where even when I bought the hood rat. Where I can fit my boot under there, I still heel shift it. <laughs> That's fucked up. It's so weird. And I'm sure people look at me like, what the fuck is this dude doing? But I had to say when I switched uh, from the VTX to the bike I have now, go, I actually had a heel shifter on there. And it took me a minute to remember, oh shit, I got a lift <laughs> instead of just slamming down. <coughs> yeah. I never even, weird. I had the heel shifter when I got my V-Star. And I never want to use that thing. I mean, it's shifter great. on my Roadstar, too. And I, I never was, used it. It always I, confused me. It is weird. Yeah, I never really... I always felt like it didn't um, It didn't work as well. It was strange. Like, I think it's weird going back and forth when... And I don't like it. And it literally, like, I, I honestly, I felt like it, it just... I don't know. Like, I felt like the pressure... I couldn't get the pressure right. Right. Like, it felt like I had to step on the back there was so many, way harder than I had to lift up on the there front. There were so many times, too, where, like, my foot was too far back. Like, I might have been riding on my toes. And I would go to, like, try to push down on my heel to downshift. And I completely missed that fucking shifting pedal. So my foot would just, like, drop down on the ground. I'm like, oh, God. There goes the fucking foot. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, you don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> It's no good. Never had any of those issues. So. Yeah, so I don't know. Who knows what I'll be doing next season? You'll be foot clutching your way. I just hate when I get to a party. Show. I want to be comfy. I don't want to be hey, dragging around seventeen pound boots. I'm just going to put us really back on track for a yeah. second. Did you know we were talking about our Thanksgiving? Like what the fuck we were doing? For the holidays? <laughs> wow, <Yeah. laughs> we spun way off on that one. Well, now you guys know what kind of footwear works and what doesn't. <laughs> you know, guys, we got into the weeds, and if you're looking to do some Black Friday shopping, you got some ideas. For, uh, oh fuck! What you might want to pick up. All right, so do we want to jump into what we're doing this year? CP's yeah. heading to Ohio. I've <laughs> to Ohio, so... Blanca, where are you going? Uh, so, turns out... So, I'm a little bit pissed about this holiday season, actually. Yeah. So, for my whole life, my favorite tradition is we go out and kill shit on Thanksgiving. We either go duck hunting or we go deer hunting. That's sweet. It's been my tradition my whole life. I don't ever remember not going. So, my wife's uncle owns this company where he times foot races... So now she works for him and, like, does, like, all the computer shit. So she's at the finish line, like, giving everybody their times and blah, blah, blah. 
So last year, she accepted to work on Thanksgiving morning. Like, didn't tell me about it. She committed to it. And then told me about it after she already committed. And I'm like, are you fucking nuts? Like, this is a weird time to tell me. You've been fucking dipping into the motherfucking JMO? Like, <laughs> I was fucking mad. But I let it slide. I'm like, whatever. One fucking year. Whatever. So, this year, I think it was like four or five days ago. No motherfucking heads up. I'm on the phone with my cousin in the living room. We're making plans to go hunting. She's like, when are you going hunting? I'm like, Thanksgiving morning. She's like, no, no, I have a race. I'm like, huh? <laughs> about the motherfucking catch a charge. Fucking domestic in this motherfucker. <laughs> so, needs to say, next year she ain't working that race or we're finding a babysitter. Because I go. need to be killing shit. But, um, what yeah, do you so, usually hunt on the day? Uh, so, it all depends. Um, like, is it... Well, hang on, this is actually a, this is a stupid question from someone who doesn't hunt at all, but... Mm-hmm. Is turkey season open on Thanksgiving Day? Uh, for archery, it is. And I can take home my How many fucking bow. people are out there? Like nobody. Really? I nobody would think that takes would be advantage. The most popular yeah, thing. nobody takes advantage of it. It's wow. fucking weird. Well, hunting Dude. turkey in the fall is super hard because they don't come to the calls because they're not breeding. So you just have to like hope one walks by you. Well, people should come to my house because there's. I know. Of I told them out you. Here we can fucking... sit right on that deck and fucking we'll tag you right out. Dude, would people even, could you do that? Could you shoot it with a bow on your property and just oh, be yeah. like, boom. As long as you're 100 yards away from your house. Even from my own bow? house? No, from the any neighbor's house. You can give yourself permission to hunt 10 feet from your house. How, how far do I have to be? From your neighbor's? Yeah. 100 yards, 300 feet. Definitely not the case. Cutting it close. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to tell people I was on the back end. I mean, I when, you, when, you hunt with a, when you, when you hunt archery, though, you're a fucking silent killer, so... Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like, who would ever know? You're good to go. Yeah. Hopefully no game warden listen to this. But, um... <laughs> yeah, so after I get this news dropped on me back that, with love, once again, I don't get to fucking do my family tradition, I get told that, oh, we're having Thanksgiving in our house. I'm like, oh, fucking really? (laughs) So you're not going to be here. I'm not killing shit. And now I got to cook food for motherfuckers? And here's the weirdest fucking thing. So I'm actually a really good cook, but the only time I cook is when I cook wild game. I don't cook anything. Well, and steak. (laughs) Only steak. Wild steak, Steak and wild game. That's it. And I'm really good cooking, but nobody in my family can cook a turkey. Not one person. So every year I cook the turkey. I make a fucking bomb ass turkey. It looks like on the cartoon, like nice and golden brown. Yeah. So I was all right with that because I was going to be doing that anyways. But now I got to like keep all these motherfuckers busy. My no. house is going to get fucked up. No. I got fucking CP's dog. I'm like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. You fucking shit me, bro. And like, I got to feed a dog and everybody. Yeah. At the party? I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to stress CP's dog out. I'm gonna set up a nice fucking set him up in my room. Turn the TV on. Let him watch some fucking. Whatever happens on Thanksgiving for puppies. Yeah. And <laughs> that's yeah, it. Right. Put the fucking uh, Yule log Don't on. they have that puppy bowl or something on Thanksgiving? Something it's like, like the puppies like kicking around a football on a fucking... Bro, just give him some Benadryl. He'll be perfectly yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, take this Benadryl, motherfucker. I feel like if you put dogs on a TV and put a dog in the room... They Dude, I'll charge up his... Uh... My dog loves watching TV. I'll charge up his Yeah, but collar. other dogs, dude, they would just rip the TV apart. <laughs> he says his dog's good. Dude, he my says dog... that, but that's because he needs you to watch Does it. Does your dog like cats? I have a cat. Hey. Is your dog like cats? <laughs> <laughs> my dog likes cats. Oh, Hi. does your dog like cats? So I'm going to have, at my house... My, my dog is the size of a cat, if that's what you mean. But so at my house, I will have contain? my sister, her husband, her two kids, my father, my two brothers, my three kids, 
my wife, my sister's dog, my dog, CP's dog, my cat, my turtle. I got a turtle. <laughs> he's fucking awesome. <laughs> and I'm is, the fucking crayon eater. <laughs> he's awesome. I actually kidnapped him. Did I tell that story on this podcast? No. Yeah. No. Not on the podcast. Yeah, so we've been talking about hunting this whole time. Might as well. Hopefully none of you motherfuckers are pita eaters. Hunting turkeys. Yeah, I was hunting turkeys, matter of fact, in the spring. And this little painted turtle just crawled right in my blind with me in the middle of the woods, not near any water. It was like destiny. And uh, he chose, I was like, if you don't leave by the time I leave, you're coming motherfucking home. So I had a 50 gallon tank, threw all my fish out. I was like, motherfuckers are evicted. I got a new turtle, bitches. <laughs> got rid of the fish. Got rid of all the I gave fish. them to my kid. I took all my Wait, fucking... why did you have fish in the blind? No, fish in my 50-gallon tank at all. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm what like, the what fuck? the fuck? How many yeah, fucking beers have you had? It's a I decoy. was like, I don't know anything about hunting. Now he's got fish in the blind for the turkeys? Holy shit. This is a uh, big operation. Yeah, so really brought need a, to fucking I brought the turtle attention. home. And... You pay attention, my And here's the fucked up part. He's an asshole. <laughs> so I look online and oh, his name's Squirt by the way um, oh like Squirtle I love it no like Squirt nah like from <laughs> some you movie totally my kid. went off Pokemon no man. some movie Come my kid on, watched that's, that's like, like perfect alright well name him Squirtle it's a turtle named Squirtle 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 um, yeah boy. so I go to the pet store I'm like what do these motherfuckers eat and she's like oh feed them worms you can feed them fish and me I'm like I want to see something get killed. Does he drink JMO? <laughs> I'm like, I want this motherfucker to kill something. So I get some goldfish. I'm like, you better eat these motherfuckers. So I dropped three goldfish in the tank. Right off the rip. As soon as that bitch hit the water, he fucking killed it. I don't know if you've ever seen a turtle kill something. Dude, they bite it, and then they have the sharpest claws, and they just like shred it like fucking shredded cheese. It's unbelievable. Oh, it's not. this is not a one-bite fish. No, he like bites it and then just rips it to fucking pieces. So I'm like, this is crazy. And like my kids there, my niece is there. My niece is freaking out, crying. My daughter's pissed because she thought those were her pet fish. So (laughs) why did you tell her those were her pet fish? I didn't tell her that. She just assumes everything's hers. (laughs) Moral of the story: So I got four feeder fish that day. I don't know if you guys know feeder fish, but like the size of a fucking quarter. He ate one fish. This was almost a year ago. And now I have three goldfish in my tank that are the size of well, fucking. So he just mangled that one. Mangled that just, one. He's like, just like I'm the boss, motherfuckers. He's like, believe that me, recognize. I'm gonna eat all these, yeah. and then you're like, okay, cool, I'll leave them in there. Yeah. Now I have three goldfish that are the size of koi fish. Like Damn. these motherfuckers probably weigh three pounds each. I don't know what to do with them. I probably Either. serve them up on Thanksgiving. There you go. Well, you got enough people. Motherfucking haddock. I'm gonna like, Google somebody's it. Somebody's picking turf. Somebody's yeah, picking. Yeah, that's it. End of story. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm literally Googling right now, can you eat goldfish? Fuck yeah. Well, it's probably going to think I'm talking about, like, the snack, so. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to get some mixed results Uh, on that. Yes, you can eat goldfish. So what are you doing, Grace? So this year, we're going to be rolling to my parents' house, so I got to go back into mass, which means i got to leave all toys at home. That sucks. I know. It does. Well, good uh, news. All the fucking motherfucking weed shops open up in Massachusetts That's today. True. Oh, today? Today? Yeah. Not all of them. I lied. Two of them got the okay. There's two weed shops. <laughs> Whatever. Tuesday. Tuesday. Motherfucking. By the time you hear this podcast, all the weed shops are open. If you haven't gotten some weed yet, you need to get your ass down. Get man. your motherfucking indica on deck. That's right. Sativa, man. Indica. All What's the day. Break it down for the Sativa wakes you the fuck up? No, 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 no. I don't yes. know type of weed. Sativa you puts up. you in the fucking... Deadly fucking hallucinogenic. You think no, you're fucking dick's falling not. off? the term head high and body high. Make it easy for people. Head high is 
sativa. That's yeah. when you start getting like the fucked up thoughts and shit. You're welcome, mm-hmm. listeners. Indica is a body high. That's like you smoke that shit and you're just sitting on the couch watching fucking six over. So indica's couch everything in your gotcha. fucking house. Okay, that's it. So does anybody like? I feel like it, <clears throat> the body high is great. It's great. I don't know why everybody wouldn't. Do I feel that. like that's okay. So that was that's what I was gonna Bro, say. Head but, high feels like it's like. Do you want to take one hit of something and then lose your mind? And yes. Day? Well, here's like their so the Tiva guys are like. We'll make me so I can function. Motherfucker, I'm not getting high to function. I'm getting high to get fucking high. Yeah. I mean... I want to fucking sleep. Bro, so here's the thing. Like, with me, I'm fucking ADD. So my brain goes a million and a half sativa miles. makes it worse for me. It, but if I have sativa, it fucking balances my body and my brain out. It finds me some fucking middle ground where I can function perfectly fine. You give me indica, I'm going to fucking bed. That's good. Indica That's what I was want. Which one was the body one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Indica sativa. So last you time, like the head one, huh? Last I'm, time I'm I smoked sativa, it. I did two bong rips of sativa. Legit, laying on the floor, thought I forgot how to breathe, <laughs> couldn't feel my heart no more. I'm like, I'm dead. <laughs> In my mind, I was like looking down at myself. I'm like, dead? You fucked up? <laughs> you're looking at you, you scroll to the gram yeah. and you're like, what should I can respond to? Yeah. Dead? Better fucking pay attention. Don't smoke that shit next time. <laughs> uh, uh, you talk these guys carry the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking, all of a sudden I hear you say heart, but you said hat. And I'm like, yeah. why is this fucking hat? like... <laughs> <laughs> God, sometimes that Boston accent sneaks back Dude, in. Dude, honestly, that is... I stopped smoking weed because of that feeling. Because, like, I... I it, granted, this was back in, like, 2012, I think. God. Last time I smoked weed. So you had, like, something someone grew in their fucking basement. No, you I probably had, no, had some sketchy shit. I had some, some shit where people... We used to call that like, crack commercial. We it's like crack weed with brown weed. <laughs> that I swear to God was like laced with PCP because my heart was beating you, out of my chest. You know, did so you have funny story that, that shit? Like, what was it? K two and spice. Dude, K2 is that shit's no joke. Yeah, that's, that's so just bad for you. I tried that but shit. Here's the point that I'm making. Right, is like I remember in high school smoking weed and being like, this shit is tame. Like I could take a hit when there and, was, like, used to be two kinds day. of weed. That's it. And now it's like you take a hit and you go out of your fucking mind. Yeah, I'm just I like I just like I would I would take a hit if it was if it was not so like nowadays weed is just grain alcohol or you don't smoke weed. Well, if you well and here's the like, thing now is like that middle ground. Weed has come so far from like that you point in time. Pick your brand. It's like now you can be like if you went to that weed store in Mass, they'd be like. Well, I got one for ankle pain. I got one for eyeball pain. I got one for ear pain. Yeah, I got one for control. fucking hair follicles. <laughs> I like the one where it's like, do you want to forget that you ever had pain? Ever? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, give me three of those. <laughs> Remember when we went to fucking Colorado? We went to the weed store there? That was the best weed. That Have you heard Joe Rogan's podcast about the gummy bear? Yes, and I've actually Dope. ate three. Yeah, CP bought Dope. those in Colorado. I bought those and ate those, and I ate three, and we were playing pool, and all of a sudden I'm like, I can't, who the fuck? Who's funeral that we come to? What's my name? <laughs> I'm like playing pool to like this shot. You gotta make it, and I'm like, it's not fucking happening. <laughs> That's not even oh, know where dude. I'm at. I remember that they we were, were like, pool. they were, we were intent. giving CP so much shit because the people that we went there are like pool we, sharks. We met up with the Colorado chapter, and we were literally just like, those guys were about their fucking parlor games. Like we played 
Like, you know how, like, you might go to a bar and you might throw some darts and be like, oh, yeah, we're going to throw some darts. And they're like, this is a fucking game. Treat it seriously. Like these guys got sharks were, made up. Yeah. They <laughs> Yo, not, for real. They were like, don't be fucking around. Like, you need to hit that fucking trick 21s. Like, don't, don't fuck with it. Like, what does that like, even mean? Jesus Christ. <laughs> and they're like, you got to hit the fucking middle of the 20, and then you fucking get three of them, and then we cross it off the board. And I'm like, we're all very high. <laughs> this is not you brought the wrong people here for this I'm not some fucking ace in the hole I'm not, you I'm not your fucking secret weapon from yeah. these ghosts whatever kind of fucking low dollar yeah I just remember, in this game I remember like walking away and going and sitting at the bar and going I'm just gonna hold this one beer in front of me cause I'm fucking losing it yeah dude you guys and I was so upset too because I had rented the fucking car under oh, my dude, name and we these smoked dudes smoking that thing right back of the fucking car and I'm like dude I fucking rented this car. If I bring this back and they're like, it smells like weed, I'm going to fucking be coming to you guys for the money. And they're I, like, and both of these guys said the same thing. And just so you time. know, they're this like, it's pe- Colorado, dude. Hey. Fucking weed's legal here. Everybody must smoke it in the car. And guess what? Did you get charged? No. So shut the fuck up. Turns out they were right. I, so, I brought it back and the guy's like, I bet you enjoyed your time here. Definitely like, did. Yeah, I fucking did. Now clean that weed out of your car. It smells like shit in here. <laughs> smelled like that when I caught it. <laughs> So, I actually got weed one time that had PCP in it. And, God. yeah. So, God. here's the thing, too, is like this story gets worse. Is, so I had these two buddies. One was my age, one was younger, the one that passed away. Yeah. He was younger. And um, I think I was just in high school. I was a freshman. I think he was in like sixth grade. Damn. And he's like, Can I smoke with you guys? I'm like, If you get the weed for tomorrow, you can smoke with us. So he found, I don't know who the fuck, comes back with an eighth, but pre-rolled in the joints. Nope. So Never like, a good sign. Never. I'm like, this is sketchy, but I definitely want to get high before class. So we go into the woods, smoke one joint. I'm looking at him like, this is some fucking junk-ass weed. I'm not even high. Mm-hmm. Smoke one more joint. <laughs> we stop walking. We get to the school, and me and his older brother were like... Got like a slight head change. Like, do you want to fight a bear? Yeah, I'm like, do you want to just smoke one more? <laughs> and he's like, fuck it. So we smoked the last one, and his brother peels off because his brother already dropped out of school. And uh, <laughs> yeah. just to give you some context yeah. of who we're part. So he with peels here. off. We come out of the woods onto the main road. Instantly, it fucking hits us like a fucking brick wall. And I'm like, I think I kind of got like more of the PCP. High. I was like. Like, I feel like I was going to fucking shatter my teeth. And uh, my buddy, instantly, the younger kid who's in sixth grade, starts bugging the fuck out. And, like, all of a sudden, he can't walk. So he's lifting each leg up one at a time with his hands. And then grab the other leg, lift that one up. For every step. For every step, he had to lift his leg up to move forward. So we get to the school. He lays down on the ground. He's like, I can't do it. He's like, I have reek-like weed. Everybody's going to know. Dude grabs his cologne bottle out of his backpack. Smashes it off a rock, just starts dumping the whole bottle on himself. I'm uh, like, that's what kids do now. I'm like, turns out that's how kids go to school. Yeah. that's the amount of cologne. I'm like, turns wear. out you're right. You can't go to school. <laughs> so you are correct. Stay I'm home, like, son. You, I'm like, you stay right here. Now, <laughs> we're in this sketchy little fucking patch of woods between our house and the school again. You just lay. I'm like, down. yeah, you just lay in the woods. I'm gonna be your brother. <laughs> Horrible idea. Dude's freaking out. He's not there when we get back. Perfect. So I'm like, I gotta go to school. Good luck finding your brother. <laughs> This dude freaks out. Our buddy that was with us smoking fucking weed with PCP, I guess. And uh, he's bugging out. So he thinks his brother's dying. Calls the ambulance. Dude gets brought to the fucking hospital. 
So I'm sitting in math class, and I remember like it was fucking yesterday. My stepmother, the principal, and a cop walks into my fucking class, and I'm like, "This ain't real. I am fucking tripping so hard. There's no way this is real." He's like, "Mr. Elwell, come with us." And I'm like, "Fuck! I got weed in my backpack. There's one more joint." He's like, "And bring it back, back." I was like, "Fuck!" And then you hit the kid next to you, and you're like. Yo, let me get you back, back. <laughs> So I get I get into the principal's office. The cop does start doing his fucking typical thing, waving a pen in front of my face. I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to do, but I can't follow that pen. I'm just going to tell you, I'm high as fuck. So I get suspended from school. They go through my bag. Turns out, somewhere in this trip, I had like a two-mile walk to school. Turns out, and I remember this after I wasn't high, in my head I was like, I'm going to get caught. So, so I went to the woods near my school. The other one? No, I went to the woods near my school and put that joint under a log. Because I was like, if I get caught, I don't want to have weed in my bag. Wait a minute. How, hold on. Where did you get from from the people pulling out of you pulling you out of the classroom? No, this was on my way to school. I thought I still had that joint in my bag. Oh, But God, after I wasn't like, high anymore, I remembered I stopped in the woods and ditched it just in case I got caught. And uh, That's the smartest man alive. Yeah, so come to Locked find out. President. He's at the hospital. They run a drug test. His marijuana and PCP in his system. And I was like, God, yeah, you are not getting us weed anymore. So, yeah, that was my PCP. Dude, you know what's crazy, though, though that, I, that I relate to is I remember the time, with the time I was talking about where I smoked. I said my heart was racing. I got to my friend's house. We had just smoked it at, my, at one of my friend's house. And we're like, okay, we're going to go to a party at my other friend's house. As soon as we get there... <laughs> As soon as we get there, I walk in the door. As soon as he opens the door, you know how, like, if you look at the sun, you get sunspots in your eyes, and, like, you can't really see out of the part that, that you looked at the sun through? Yeah. So I walk in the door, and then, like, from literally, like, from the bottom to the top, as if you were filling a glass with water, my eyes filled up with the sunspots. With that, like, same view. What the fuck? And I was, like, it literally just, like, filled up my whole view. And I ran from the... As soon as he opened the door, it starts happening. I run to the bathroom. By the time I get to the bathroom, it has filled my whole eyes. I can't see anything anymore. And I get into the bathroom, close the door, shut the lights off, and just lay down on the linoleum. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, I'll never do this again. I promise. Don't let me I die. I'll never God, do it yeah. again. I think I'm going to die on this floor. And I wait and I listen because like, I'm like, I don't even know if it's at this point I had shut all the lights off in the bathroom. I'm like, I don't know if it's because I can't see or because I don't want to see. But I'm just like listening to everybody out there and like, oh, yeah, you must have had to really go to the bathroom. And I'm like, yes, tell everyone that, please. And fucking so I'm laying on the floor. I wait till everybody goes like out of sight of the bathroom. And I'm just like, open the bathroom door, book it outside the house. And I just, you said he like laid down. I just laid down in the grass and I'm like, I can't move. I can't move. I just got to lay here. And I literally, I called my older brother and I was like, I think I'm dying. I think I'm going to die in this grass right now. And he's like, okay, listen, amateur. You need cookies. You need to chill the fuck out. He's like, you're not dying. Whatever was in there, it's not going to kill you. He's like, you got this far. You're fine. He's like, you're just paranoid. You're flipping out. And I was like, my heart's beating out of my chest. I literally think I'm going to die. And he's like, you're not going to die. <laughs> I laid in the grass for like 15 minutes. Somebody comes out and they're like, what are you doing out here? And I'm like, it's just such a beautiful night. <laughs> I was just looking in the sky. I'll come back inside now. And I just walked back inside and I was like, yeah, everything's fine. No, no there's no, no problems. <laughs> 
my big brother talked me down. I'm good yeah, to go. My brother, dude, literally, that was it. It was like, my brother told me I'm dude. fine. I'm sure it's not a big deal. But that was the only time that ever happened smoking weed. I swear to God that that shit was laced because Duh. the kid said he got it from Hartford. And if you're from Connecticut, chicken Sketchy. Rick. Chicken Sketchy. Rick, if you're listening, that weed came from Hartford. That's the only person listening to the show would probably understand why that shit would probably be sketchy. The first time I ever got high, I remember looking at my phone and wondering why my <laughs> hands were so fucking big. But I was holding my phone like two inches from my face. <laughs> Why is this phone so big? And everyone's like, bro, just put your hands down. I'm like, oh, all right, I'm good. <laughs> Some weird hands. You should see them. Pay the fuck attention. If only I had two of these. No, oh, so did you tell us what you're doing for her? We just keep going off on these fucking tangents. Ah, losing control this week. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to Mass to spend the night with the family. Bring the wife and the kids. We'll all be there spending the night at my parents' place. And then in the morning, I got Friday off. Uh, in the morning, we're going to be cutting down a Christmas tree. God. So we've had, we've been living in an apartment. Christmas for, tree stop fires. Listen. And we've been living in an apartment for five years now with these kids. And it is, they've been, they have so much fucking energy. You just you got to get them outside and doing outdoor stuff. You do a bunch of outdoor shit with your kids. You know, you get it. You got to just get them out there. And uh, we've always had fake trees, too, because it's like we live in an apartment. In the apartment, it's like, where are we going to put the fucking tree? It was a two-bedroom apartment. We got two kids. They're already sharing a room. Family room is pretty small. So now that we got the house, our whole fucking life is turned upside down. So we're like, shit, we're getting a regular tree. We're going to go cut it down ourselves. And do the whole thing. Because I always did that when I was a kid. I've never done that my whole life. Really? I've never had a real tree in my whole life. Ah, oh, dude. We didn't have that kind of money. It's not... Uh, it's 25 bucks. <laughs> yeah, my, the way my dad thought about it is like, I can spend 50 bucks right now and never spend money again. Yeah. And I, and I get that, too. Because, like, honestly, we did that for five years. For, like... And, I mean, we always lived in an apartment, so I don't think we could even have them. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, that, that's part of it, too. It's like, it's just like a real tree. If, you, if you're in an apartment, our apartment had carpet. We'd be fucking vacuuming every fucking right. other day. So I was I was in the same camp as your dad. Like, we're not going to fucking do that. That's way too much effort. But now that we got this spot, it's like, shit, we'll throw it on the top of the car. Get a good tree stand. Back. So here's the deal. Here's the good shit that my parents found last year because they just moved to this new place is at the fucking tree farm. You pick it out. You cut it down. Like, you bring your own saw or your own axe. Yep. You cut that shit down. They'll take it at the front. Make sure that the cut is flush and flat on the yep. bottom. They'll cut it with like whatever the fuck they cut it with, and they'll take this big drill. They drill into the bottom, and they then they thread a th- a stand into the bottom. Holy fuck! And you and you then they they fucking you throw it on your car. You bring it home. You fold the stand out, and that shit's already on the stand. It's on the stand when it's on your car. Just good to go. And you just Bruh. pulled that shit out. Just fucking up right? the paint every fucking corner. That, that's some shit that's like I never even fucking heard so about So you that. don't water this no, tree? Stand, like it threads onto the bottom and it's got like a reservoir. Oh, that perfect. Goes around. It's like one, like they when they drill it here's in, your, it's threading it. Here's so your golden nugget. Fucking, yeah. Add a little bit of bleach to that water. What? That Did sounds add, so bad. You want to kill a plant? No, so what you do is you this add is like um, you add sugar. 
and like a tablespoon of bleach and what the bleach does is it keeps the uh, water from growing mold and you add sugar because the tree will actually absorb that sugar and it'll stay healthier longer. I'm very nervous to add bleach. It's like bleach a minuscule amount. I mean, if you just use distilled like a, water, there won't be any mold. But it's going to be sitting there stewing in tree in the tree. That's distilled. Yeah, it's distilled though. Yeah, it's clean water. That's what I, I use in my know cigar box. Like it's funny. Like the word distilled makes me feel it's comfortable boiled. in my brain. Yeah, I mean, like, you can just make distilled really water. Just means. boil it. Just down. boil the water. <laughs> That's really what it is. It's pretty, it just yeah. Burns just add a little bit of bleach. Trust me. Fucking listen to me for once. Don't okay. question it. Just a I little mean, bit of bleach. I would never boil water and then put it in my fucking humidor for my cigars. Wouldn't happen. Because it's sketchy. I always use distilled water. <laughs> but it's weird because you would, like, if you bought a jug of regular water, you would assume that water was drinkable, right? Yeah, but, but it I'm has the, the additive shit in it, like the whatever the fuck they put in that. I don't know what the fuck it is. It just isn't it kind of crazy though, like to think about like distilled like, water has nothing that you would put water in your own body that was shittier than water you would put in your tree. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's like I treat my tree better than I'll treat my own actual body. Fuck my body. <laughs> Fuck my body, dude. This tree's gotta last till Christmas, and my kids will be upset. I'm not gonna lie. I'm probably one of few New Hampshire people now that just stick with the fake tree. Yeah, like I'm not dealing with that shit. Guys, you're too young to be giving up on the. Real so I trees. had this buddy growing up. 100. percent We weren't supposed to have real trees in this place. It was called the Bricks. You know what the Bricks are. Mm-hmm. So you can't have real trees in a place like that. And uh, this dude would get a real tree every fucking year. Put all the ornaments on it. Put all the Christmas lights on yep. it. And then after Christmas, take the whole tree. Ornaments, lights, everything, throw it right out the window. Done. He's like, I'm not storing that shit. I'm buying new shit every motherfucking year. That's crazy. That's such a waste of money. Yeah. I couldn't even believe it. I was like, God. God, so I'm hitting the table. Third time I kicked the table. <clears throat> no, we, uh, we, my parents moved to Florida. They're like, we're not bringing this tree with us. So <coughs> I was like, all right, we'll take it. And we fucking, I love it. It's. I think it's already got lights in it. Yeah, that's how mine is. So, like, that saves me a little bit of time. These people Plus, are like, what in the fuck? Yeah, they're probably listening right now. Like, this is the worst fucking episode. They shut it off. <laughs> yeah. They, you know what? If you shut it off at this point, fuck you. Whatever. We're going to keep going. So one thing we did want to get into. What? Um, Grease is taking the slowest piss ever. He just left. Trying to fucking stall a little bit so this motherfucking get in the conversation. <laughs> the motherfucking conversation. Um, yeah, so wintertime. Wintertime, I always find something to binge watch. Yep. Because not much for me to fucking do in the winter. House of cards, bro. I can't ride. No, no. Yeah. So I always binge watch some kind of motorcycle shit in the wintertime. Always. There's always a motor Because I'm missing motorcycle shit. Yep. So. Shout out to Florida listeners that don't understand what we're talking about. So I've been listening. Like, I mean, I've been watching all like the documentaries on fucking Amazon Prime. I've watched Six Over, fucking 21 Days on the Sky, blah, blah, blah. Finally, we said it right. So. Finally. I have actually sat down and watched Harley and the Davidsons. It's been oh, out for fucking ever. Dude. I've never watched, because I didn't have a way to watch it. I've never fucked with cable, and I just got Amazon Prime not too long ago. And I wasn't even looking for this. I was just, like, scrolling through and happened to see it. <coughs> Holy fucking shit. I learned so much shit watching that. And I know you guys chimed in a little bit. We are talking about it a little bit before we got on air. 
about it's a little dramatic and the acting is kind of not great. Uh, it could we, be. We made we made some jokes about how they get an over the top villainous character to play the head of the Indian motorcycle company, yeah. and, and there is that. And I wonder if like he really was a douchebag like that, but uh, uh, no, most likely when it comes to business, I bet you. With how fierce it was, right? I'm pretty sure that it was as douchebaggish as you'd think, because I mean they were doing the the races and shit like that. Right. And that was their like the riders. I'm sure dude, that, that was, I'm was sure crazy. that there was legitimate, a legitimate. So like before we like really get into talking about this, I just want to throw it on the record. I've tried to check online to see how factual this movie is, and there's nothing that really says like what is what. It says Harley Davidson was not involved with the making of the movie, but they opened their archives to the people that wrote and produced the movie. So, if we discussed anything on here that is not fucking factual, feel free to fucking hit us up and let us the fuck know. We should we should probably be better off just doing that because, like people say, you're better off just if you want people to comment on some shit, just say, just the say wrong it shit. wrong, yeah. and people actually say some shit. Whereas if you're like, hey, you know. We want to make sure we do it right. Nobody's so the, say the biggest thing to me that's, and I really I never knew how deep the Indian and Harley Davidson beef was. Oh yeah, like they straight up tried to take those motherfuckers out of the game. They were trying to take that rider too. Their it was biggest crazy. It was like making the I can't remember his name. And like, do you remember the recently. do you remember the first race where uh, the older brother I can't remember his name now. Um, he lined up the race, and they're like, oh, well, how much does that motorcycle weigh? And he told him the weight. He's like, no, that's too big. For the safety of the riders, we can't let you race. So he raced around the outside of the track and still beat the dude from Indian. But, uh... Which was pretty awesome. If yeah, that's which is a true great. story, I think that's awesome. Yeah, which is great. And after watching this movie, it put me in this predicament. Uh, we talked last week about how I found that GS750. Yep. And I know this sounds so, like... Elitist. Elitist or fucking, how do you say, it? cliche, whatever. Yep. But after watching that movie, I don't want to ride anything else but Harley now. And I know it sounds such like a douchebag thing to say, but even 50% of what happened in that movie is legit. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me to ride anything else. Like the work these guys put in. And, like, the struggle and, like, how many times they went bank, like, pretty much fucking bankrupt, had their shit stolen from them. Like, there was one part of the movie where they the didn't dude have from a Indian went and bought every fucking bike they ever made, and there wasn't any patents on the shit. So he sued them for, like, millions of fucking dollars. That, oh, dude, I forgot about that. And, like, that. legit almost put them out of, right comp- like, out of business. Yeah. And... Right, because Bill, like, Bill Davidson didn't fucking patent. He's right, because like, he was so busy with like patent, with trying to make like, all these well, new designs, and it, I don't think it was all the designs. I think it was the like no, some of the internal parts when they had and stuff gone like that. to the um, yeah. I remember him the twin. The they went to the twin um, twin cylinder. Yeah, and um, Indian copied that engine and noticed the patent wasn't there and said that's our design. And because Indian patented theirs, so it was I, a Harley engine. And I think that was the flathead. So I did read into this. Harley, and I could be wrong. Fucking correct me if I'm wrong. But from what I found online, I know online is not the most reliable thing. But from what I found online, Harley was not the first one to make a V-twin. 
Indian was. was Harley it? was the first one to put it out at a wider variety, make more bikes with it. They raced it and all that bullshit. Um, but I don't know, just the shit that Indian pulled was just fucking crazy. And then clutch design. So sorry to interrupt here, but um, um, I'm pulling up the Wiki- Wikipedia page as we talk here, and it says. Uh, Oh, that's right. Sues it was the class clutch. action lawsuit for patent infringement on Indian's clutch design. Even though it's Harley's original design, he never patented it, leading to layoffs and losing the whole production line. In the next bankruptcy, Walter settles and starts from scratch with their very first bike. And their next, um, what the fuck is it? Uh, what, what, God, you and Bob were talking about it the other day. Flathead. It's got the fucking uh, on the foot there. With the tank shift. The ratchet? What's it called? The, the ratchet top? I don't fucking remember now. Oh, mousetrap. Yeah, the mousetrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mousetrap. That was the next scene that he was like, he figured like, it out, and that's what he went with from Indian. there. We're right. going to make a mousetrap clutch. So then some other shit happened, and then they, I guess they started talking with Ford about making the Servi car for Ford. But then Ford started being a cunt, and was like, we're putting the name Ford on it, not Harley Davidson. We want it this way, not that way. And they could change the design anytime they want, even after production started. Yeah, they said no. Edsel Ford offered them basically the opportunity to put out these servicars under the Ford name. And Harley right. was like, mm, So they made a prototype it. for it, in the movie at least. Yeah. And um, as, They made the knuckle right after right, that. In the for, in the. Uh, movie Ford was sitting in their fucking building, and what the fuck is that dude? I can't remember. Harley comes running in. Walter, yo, uh, he comes Walter running Jr. in, and he has the fucking blueprints for a knuckle, and convinced them like this is gonna pull us out. We don't need them. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So the knuckle saved them from going to work for Ford exclusively, and they ended up putting out the survey car for themselves. Put out the knucklehead. And another thing I did not know was the knucklehead was the last motor that the original fucking founders made together. Yeah. I did not know that. Final scene shows Bill Harley and Arthur Davidson watching as the knucklehead goes through a speed trial with Bill calling it the fastest damn motorcycle in the world. Mm-hmm. I like those scenes they in that showed, movie. They showed a scene in the movie where he did 106 point something miles an hour. And he said it was the fastest motorcycle in the world at that time. I don't know how true that is. He didn't know later that this would be the fucking, the, uh, what people would refer to as the fucking ultimate chopper engine. Right. And here's one thing it's that I so want to know. Sexy. Anybody knows, at the end of that movie, one of the Davidson brothers was saying, I think it was the younger Davidson brother, I can't remember his name, because the Bill older brother is the one who had the son. It's William and there's Arthur. William had the son. Yeah, so Arthur said that he wanted to bring it to some big show, one of the AMA races, I think. And the other one was William? William, yeah. Bill and Arthur. So the one with the son. He was like, no, I know where we need to bring it. And he brought it to the races where the quote-unquote outlaws were doing the outlaw racing. Yeah, Walter Jr. So I want to know if that is factual. Did they release the Ironhead for the first time to outlaw racers? At that race with his son, is that like a legitimate fucking you mean fact? The he says that Walter's son, the knucklehead, yeah, uh, Walter Junior. Oh, the knucklehead, yeah, yeah, befriended a band of outlaw racers at an abandoned factory. One of them being William B. Johnson. 
that would later go on to be the first African American Harley Davidson dealer. Yep. So. I just want to know that if that was a really is, good movie overall, though. I want to know if that's factual, if that's where they <coughs> debuted the Knuckle was at an outlaw race. That'd be pretty sweet. That would be pretty badass. And, like, those guys were legit fucking. Those were chopper guys. They were taking a bunch of pieces and building fucking bikes so and racing I, them. What I'm seeing here, I'm, so I'm pulling this up on Google, right? This is not all just living in my brain. But um, <laughs> it looks like. In 1936, a pre-production version of the real-world EL, which is the Knuckle, was revealed at a a dealer's convention at the Schrodinger Hotel in Milwaukee. Um, The Knucklehead moniker was mentioned by that was mentioned by uh, Bill William Harley didn't come into popular use until World War II. So at that point, it, it seems like. They had showed it at a dealer's convention, but outside of that, they hadn't really showed it to anybody else. And then he brought it to this place, they raced it, or whatever they did with it. I didn't see that. I didn't catch the last episode of the actual... This yeah, his son there. raced it at the end of the movie and beat all of the outlaw guys on a knuckle. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, they had only, at that point, they had only shown it in a dealer's convention in Milwaukee. Which is in Wisconsin, if anybody's wondering if it was a state. Motherfucking Wisconsin. <laughs> Better pay attention, CP. Milwaukee is not a state. See what happened? <laughs> Motherfucking marine it really, brain. It really is one of those things, though, that if I feel like Milwaukee is so easily just, oh, yeah, fucking Milwaukee. And then it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, but where Wisconsin. Exactly? Yeah. Like, nobody thinks, when you think Harley, you think Milwaukee. And you never think, like, Harley, Wisconsin. Right. Never, ever, ever. Is are are those two words associated? At least, unless maybe you live in Wisconsin and you're like, oh yeah, fucking, I always hear about Harley's because I live in Wisconsin. If you do live in Wisconsin, right? How to many us, times are you gonna fucking say Wisconsin? Because feel my pain. If you live there, can you get knuckles? don't let these Florida people run the roost. Listen, to, let them know that you're from the land of Harley's and you listen to this fucking podcast. Because otherwise, we're just gonna assume we're just talking to fucking butt chugging midgets. That's it. They're all in Florida. They left Wisconsin, went to Florida. And I want to like, know, like, how far... Because I know, I know 100%, we have the East Coast covered. We have people reach out from the East Coast, non-fucking-stop. Re- yeah, I want to know how far West we're being heard. So far, Texas, I think, is... Yeah, we had that one dude in Texas. Had some dude in some fucking country, like Sweden or something. Sent us a message one time, and I was like, God. Like, do you even have internet over yeah, there? Yeah, do you have internet over there? He's like, yeah, we have better internet than the U.S. <laughs> yeah, we have I'm free like, internet. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Our country doesn't have that. Thank online. God for Google Translate. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the moral of that story was, after hearing the backstory of that, it was just like, I'm more dedicated to Harley now than I ever was. And honestly, when I saw that show, too, and I've always been But you had a such big bike, plans. I know. Yeah, that, I never even said, like, I don't know if I'm going to go through that GS now. And so Bob hit me up, right, on the day that I was supposed to call this guy back. And he calls me on his lunch break. He's like, hey, I just listened to the podcast. I just want to say, if you can snowball, lowball. I'm like, it was snow that day. He's like, if you can throw a snowball, lowball it. I'm like, yes! <laughs> so this dude wanted $500. So Bob gets in my head. I call the dude. I'm like, I'll give you a hundred bucks. And he's like, I can't do a hundred. He's like, I want two fifty. 
I'm like, I'll do a hundred bucks and a free tow. He's like, deal. So it's like, I can get the bike for a hundred bucks, but it's like, now I just, that movie ruined it for me. I have no interest now. Hey, I, I might hey, listen, give you a hundred bucks and take that. that bike. Like, like I feel still like the struggle, it. like watching that struggle and all that shit. You got your own bike to build. All that bullshit. It's not going in your garage if I get it. I, it's not about that. It's it more about you just... Uh, yeah, I'll just put it aside. It's acceptable <laughs> for me to get another bike. My bike's closed. Your bike is at the beginning. <laughs> my bike will get there. No bikes for you. No bikes for you. <laughs> You're not my dad! So, yeah. With that being said, if anybody is in the market the for a GS, I can hook you the fuck up. Yeah, I just... Guys, at you're trying at to get this it. time... Fuck I CP. I gotta stay dedicated to Harley. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm getting a Harley tattoo after that movie. Dude, I gotta be honest. As much as uh, I only own Jap bikes, I got the fucking XS and then the uh, 2000 Prism Head. It's been... Uh, it, when I saw that documentary or c- series, whatever you, whatever you call it, because yeah. it's multiple episodes, it definitely... It really does transport you to... A different time in America that I feel like we as I mean I was born in 1990 so take from that what you will but it it just ta- it, it reminds me of a uh, I guess it's weird of a time that I never lived in right that it's like when things were a different way that people that you that we look up to look fondly on the years when that was the normal thing right when you just there was only American made things and that's what you bought and it it's like it's hearkening back to a heyday that you never had right and so, the thing that like and the thing that it. really got me was like seeing like there was no motorcycles like there was like a couple of guys fucking around with the idea but it was even said in the documentary if you will that there were shit motors that would just blow up so like the if these ones? guys no the other guys that were doing there was like a guy that had a bicycle company that was putting small little motors on bicycles okay nothing like what Harley was doing like no big anything that was putting on any kind of power yeah and like these guys were in a time pretty much trying to do the same shit that we do now but it was like hey you want something with power you have to go cast a motor and like figure out how yeah, to build dude. internals and like right? you're like back then right like, you're 100... Like, right now... Go in your fucking garage right now and go fucking cast up a set of fucking jugs for your bike and fucking build a transmission out of fucking When it's steel. never been done yeah, before, like, too. And you just gotta... You gotta respect that fucking hustle and that struggle and then all the times that they got fucked by Indian and to not give up and keep putting out fucking badass shit, man. I, I feel like I can't go with anybody else. It is so true. And it's like, that was the kind of shit where it's like yeah it was you don't just call up a company and you're like who's making a hardtail kit right <laughs> and you're like i am right. in my fucking garage or wherever i'm working out of and back then they were fucking all that shit was getting stick welded right i'm assuming and they were making like I'm sure hoop- somebody's gonna write and be like they had fucking like using welders, bicycle but. frames yeah and like make like hooping them out on the bottom so they could fucking that's all that shit was it was crazy there's no way back in that day Pre, like World War Two era, I, I mean World War One, we were oxyacetylene welding shit together, pretty much, or whatever the fuck they had another term for that. I swear, but um, it was like the fact that they were doing all that shit 
with such rudimentary tools right was fucking incredible and man he is hitting it with the fucking motors. big words there's there, there's no other words stop it <laughs> yeah in, in this topic i'm okay with big words because <laughs> yeah because they deserve it because that's the fucking fucking they and it's like some crazy shit and i don't want to anybody to get it wrong i'm not saying that i'm this big fucking harley elitist now because i don't give a fuck what you ride away i like other bikes he's gonna bully me but my personal thing after seeing that is like i don't care to own anything else and it may be because i already have two harley so i already have a good jump start but in my mind it just doesn't make sense to listen i hear you and i honestly i don't and we've said this before i know we 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 talk a bunch of shit on this podcast about a bunch of different things but like if somebody just loves harleys and you just want to ride a harley and you don't care about anything other than harley i don't fucking blame you because who am I to say that you can't feel that way? Fucking feel that way. If you, if you just fucking, you like Harleys and somebody builds a sweet XS and you're like, I don't care about that. And I'm like, okay. So you don't. I'm not going to be yeah, like, see, I'm you the should or you shouldn't or like this or that. It's like people, there's too many other groups that are so goddamn 2018, right. like so sensitive about like, oh, well, you don't embrace this and you don't embrace that and you have to support every person and every idea and everything that they love. It's fuck that. No, if you don't you just get a fucking trophy. Harleys, fucking ride Harleys. I don't, like, I, look at it like, I don't give a shit if you don't like my bike. <coughs> just fucking go ahead. Right. I get it. They got a fucking great heritage. And, I, and I'm not going to lie. I have two Jap bikes and I wish I owned a Harley. I do. I'll say it. You did have a Harley, though. I did. I had a 73 XLCH, and somebody fucked up the frame, and I wish I had the skill set that I have now back when I owned that bike because I would still own it. Right. Because I would have been able to handle the shit that was going wrong with the frame. See, and I'm the opposite. Like, there's so many... Well, opposite of what you were saying. There's so many other bikes that I look at, and I'm like, that thing is fucking gorgeous. Like, I love your XS. And... It's because it has like, negative space. Like, I feel... That's definitely not it. Um... <laughs> I feel like since my next bike won't be my first build, I can be picky. You know what I mean? Right. So I can just be like, I already have two choppers. So from now on, I can just only buy fucking Harleys because I don't need another bike. Yeah, if it doesn't tickle the fans, right. just fucking let it go. Sorry. So that's it. I fucking love Harleys, and I don't care who knows it. Let them know. <laughs> fucking let you guys know. You better fucking okay. pay attention. Loctite fucking loves Harley's, motherfucker. Drink, motherfuckers. Pay attention to your drink. That's it. I this, love that. We've been going nuts this episode. We have, dude. We've been everywhere and back. This is, we this touched on a little bit of everything. A little bit of boots. A little bit of weed. Six minutes, yeah. A little bit of Harley. <laughs> fucking everything. A little bit of breakdown stories. You guys got a little bit of everything right now. I hope you're fucking rolling out of your Thanksgiving feeling like god damn it's just what I need is like a fucking fucking thinking back to the early pioneer <laughs> days when we fucking what we're celebrating on this Thanksgiving Grease holiday. is on that fucking first episode F-bomb status fuck fuck fuck, fuck. No, you say one fuck it's all over one fuck you today wait till you hear this episode back <laughs> that's true you legit just pulled a fucking Loctite episode one um fuck <laughs> Oh, shit. This is where we're at. <laughs> so, yeah. You're getting a history lesson because Thanksgiving is all about the history. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you turn into like, some beautiful quote. 
it's all about the given. This is all about the history of America. This episode, <laughs> all about the history of American motorcycles. That's it. And how God. only one of us has a Harley. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I think we're at a good spot to wrap it up. I think so, too. Hell yeah. It's Black Friday, motherfuckers. Cook those screaming eagles. Don't eat the yellow snow. Fuck those negative spaces. Fill those places. Cause he's keeping with a horse